Cult Collectibles is the number one site for historical items from the People's Temple, Heaven's Gate, Om Shinrikyo, and many other cults that you never even knew existed. Hundreds of hours of work have gone into curating our collection of unique and one-of-a-kind items from the dark history of these groups. We also have a large selection of true crime memorabilia from such notorious cases as Edmund Kemper, Jeffrey Dahmer, Charles Manson, and many more. We add new items to the site every week and post sales and auctions on our Instagram at Cult Collectibles. So visit us on the web at cultcollectibles.org today. What's going on? I'm Lucky Saruti, director of Kindness of Strangers, Freak, and Uncle Sleezo's Toxic and Terrifying TV Hour. And you're listening to Sick on Cinema, baby. Sick on cinema. I'm one half of your holy blood, holy blood podcasters, John. I'm your other half, Matt. And we are back here on this shit ass podcast that we do that people <laughs> seem to enjoy for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> After taking a little bit of a hiatus, uh, brief, brief break, just to give us a little bit of a, you know, a little bit of a vacation. Well, we, we, we did the episode with, uh, the Joe Bones Boys. Yeah, we should go check that episode out. It was a lot of fun. It was I actually think it's two episodes, but it is two episodes because we just can't shut the fuck up. It was like four hours. <laughs> yeah. We talked for like six or seven. Yeah. Um. <laughs> it was so long that there was a hard time having it even fucking rendered. <laughs> so that was a problem. Yeah. But yes, that was a lot of fun to do. We really yeah. love those guys. Go check them out. Yes, of uh, course. And, and Bones, he's you know. He's on everything. Yeah, he's got like 15 podcasts. I don't know how he does it, but he's, you know, good on him. He's <laughs> working on other projects. No kinds of shit. Yeah. So, yeah. We need to get mic stands. We do need to get mic stands. We've been holding a mic up to our faces ourselves. Mm-hmm. Well, we're the laziest motherfuckers on mm. planet Earth. That's for big sure. For how many years now? However long we've been doing this podcast. And we've just been holding these microphones. <laughs> yeah. Instead of just buying mic stands that are not that expensive. What is wrong with us? I don't know. Could you imagine if it was just sitting right here? Oh, no. <laughs> there she is, baby. What are you doing? Cats in, in the house. <laughs> Get them. She's... <laughs> she probably wants treats. The show just started. <laughs> can you not, ma'am? Ma'am? Can you can you wait? Can you give us five minutes? Can we, can we do the opening segment of the show? <laughs> Please. <laughs> Thank you. Anyways. Yeah. 
Joe Bones podcast. Yeah. Uh, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. But we also took that week off just because, you know, reset our batteries, get our minds fresh. Do you want to go give her some treats? <laughs> yeah, I guess uh, so. I'll talk about the while well, we took a break while you do that. All right. Yeah. No pauses. Yeah, we took a little bit of a hiatus. Uh-huh. Just to get our brains refreshed and everything. Not that we're tired of doing the podcast, but, you know. I'm on, Claire. <laughs> Life has been a bit of a hectic situation, which I wanted to address right up top. Uh, I apologize on it on Instagram already, but uh, we're going to do our best to try to get the show back on a normal upload schedule. You know, twice a week like we are supposed to. Stop delaying the episodes. It's just neither one of us have a very consistent work schedule. Or at least I don't. Um Matt sort of does to an extent have a consistent work schedule every once in a while it messes up oh but the problem is the day what, what bullshit are you saying in this podcast <laughs> <laughs> what I was getting at is yeah. the reason we've had a hard time keeping a consistent upload schedule is because we don't have a consistent work schedule fuck no the days that you're off I work the days you're off I'm off you work yep uh Sometimes you work very long on the nights that we're supposed to record, and sometimes you don't. Yeah. So it's been very difficult to try to get everything together and get this done the way we wanted to get it done. But we're going to work hard on making it happen. We can't say it's going to happen immediately. Yeah. But by the end of the year, we're going to get this bad boy on track and get it on a consistent work schedule. If we weren't just absolute pieces of garbage and could actually keep a consistent schedule... And like, if we could like have a way for this to be our job, oh my god, that'd be amazing. We could we could do this shit weekly. But yeah. there's no way of actually doing <laughs> that feasibly right now. No. So yeah, just you know, we 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 are very appreciative of everybody for having patience with us and yeah. sticking with us, and you know, have more patience, and we promise by the end of the year this thing will be running a lot smoother. <laughs> like uh, by the summer, let's put it that way. Yeah. By the summer, maybe the end of the year is a little too far off, but by the summer we'll start <laughs> moving this thing bad boy a little bit, a little bit more consistent. Try to anyway. We'll say yeah. that. Let's say try to. Yeah, we're gonna try, <laughs> but uh, it's like I've I've gotten people being like, oh, um, you know, have you have you guys gotten paid for the podcast? I was like, we haven't got a dime from this show. No, <laughs> the most money we made was from the mixtapes. Mixtapes, yeah, and that was it. But uh, yeah, which we don't do this for the money. No, it's all because it's fun. No, if this was got, a job though, that'd be sick. It would be kind of sick. I mean, I feel like we'd probably get tired. Yeah, I'd be like, eventually. I hate doing this. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, fuck it. No one else. We'd be like, this sucks. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to do we this. We'd just anymore. be miserable. <laughs> We're just miserable bastards. That's the problem. Uh, yeah. We're both the most pessimistic fuckers <laughs> on planet Earth too. That doesn't help. But uh, let's move on from that and get right into them listener questions. Let's go. Because we got a lot. Yeah. Y'all humble us each and every week with how many questions you send yeah, in. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. I don't, well, know why you, I don't know why you want to get information from these two dumbasses, but you do, and that's awesome. Yeah, you got my big fat ass sitting here smoking an orange soda vape. That'd be my big fat ass. That'd be my big fat ass. <laughs> so questions, comments, and concerns can be sent to sickoncinema at gmail.com, or you can wait to the week of the episode. We're mostly a bi-weekly podcast, but we're going to fix that and get it back <laughs> bi-weekly. <laughs> it's either tri-weekly or monthly sometimes. <laughs> we're going to get it back to bi-weekly, yo. We're going to try, yes. And uh, we post a lovely image with some skeletons doing a little jiggity-jag in yeah. the background, and then it says we're taking questions you can ask in the comment section below yes are you ready Matt um hang on give me a second are you ready (laughs) why the fucking (laughs) to bow to the master (laughs) break it down (laughs) alright terrible (laughs) comedy folks yeah we're fucking god damn it's been a long week for me too like, I have yeah. not had a day off yet. 
Yeah, and my Friday was fucking horrible. And some people may be like, not had a day off yet. The week just started. I've been working since last week. <laughs> yeah. He's been working literally seven days straight. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know when the next time he's got a day off is. I don't either, to be honest with you. Um, I'm like, man, you must be making some good money. Hell no. <laughs> Hell no. I didn't get home from work until like two o'clock in the morning the other day. Yeah. And that fucking, oh, God damn. God damn. <laughs> Fuck work. I don't give a God damn. damn I don't give a, a good, good God damn. damn. Anyways, first up is Just Doe. Which just is, is a funny question. Okay. Just because of who it's about. Oh, no. I just started to watch Mario and Dora movies. No, no! <laughs> I only watched its two segments from Profane Exhibit called Morris and Tabula. Hmm. Both segments are really fucked up and want to explore more of his films. I have Carcinoma, Melancholy Dare and Gill, and Debris Documentar and now and wanted to ask which films would you recommend me watch first? Uh, watch, watch Cannibal. Cannibal's really good. Stop there. <laughs> I'm going to disagree with him. That's fine. Oh, man, I f- <laughs> Look, it, I, I'm going to go on this little spiel. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go on this, this spiel. Oh, Jesus. And then John, John can be the one that recommends you the movies because <laughs> I fucking hate Mario Andorra. I can't stand I can't stand him. He's fucking pretentious. <laughs> and he's an edgelord. I fucking hate him. I said this on the Joe Bones podcast when we were on there. Fuck Mario Andorra. He's a hunk of fucking garbage. Anywho, he's actually made some pretty good movies. I do agree with a lot of what Matt just said. <laughs> well, but uh, I would recommend uh, Cannibal is really good. Voyage to Agatis is probably my favorite Mario Dora movie. And I like uh, Carcinoma as well. Uh, Angel's Melancholy is immensely boring. <laughs> Dude, Carcinoma and... I liked Carcinoma. Dude, I literally almost fell asleep watching it when we were supposed to watch it. That episode never happened. No. That's... I would say it's lost, but it never happened. It just never so. happened, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it, the thing about Dora is you just kind of have to know what you're getting yourself into. Art films with heinous shit, sometimes real. Yeah. Um, it's like, melancholy, for the most most of the movie for me is... <laughs> Carcinoma, the, for me, the entire fucking movie. Maybe I need to rewatch it. I don't know. But I was like, the entire time. Yeah. But that, that's just my opinion on Mario and Dora. I know not everyone has that opinion on Mario. Well, a lot of people have that opinion on Mario I know not a lot of people have the opinion that they think Mario and Dora's movies suck. Mm-hmm. Besides, like, a couple people, I'd say. I don't know. There's probably people who, who, who uh, out there who agree. I know a couple of them. Yeah. I mean, he has a following for a reason, though. He does. Um, it's funny that we're kind of synonymous with Maria Dora. Man, it was our first episode, and I feel like every ep- every podcast we've ever done, more he's brought up. Yeah, anytime we're interviewed by anybody, somehow Dora gets brought up. What's like <laughs> when we were on Joe uh, the Joe Bones podcast and go go listen to it. Uh, they brought up fucking Mario and Dora, and I was like, "Oh fuck!" Me. No, I brought up Mario and Dora. Oh yeah, because of uh, yeah, yeah. Which, if you want to know why I brought up Mario and Dora, go listen to that episode because it's, yes. fa- it's absolutely excellent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Love them, boys. Yes, Love them. Yeah, they're, they're they're fucking fantastic. I can't wait for their next episode. Yes. Um. But yeah. That's how uh, you know. That's my recommendations for Dora. Yeah. You know. Do as you will, but be careful. <laughs> yeah. Tread lightly with Mario and Dora. Don't watch Blight. <laughs> Blight's rough. Blight's real rough. It's beyond rough. It's fucking inhumane, but... <laughs> it is! Some might sell, say the Hong Kong cinema of uh, the 80s was that way it was well. What do you Man. Say to them? <laughs> Bruh. Bruh. 
Look, I know it's not good either way <laughs> for the shit that Morandora does. But at least it was fucking 30-something, 30, 30, 40 years ago. And so was the Holocaust. Now, <laughs> how are you making some fucking jumps in logic here, brother? I'm just saying. <laughs> the Holocaust was also a couple years ago. It was also a couple years, years ago. A couple years ago. Um, I don't know. I can't stand Martin Dora. Thank you, uh, Justin. Sorry. For the question, as always, we greatly appreciate it. Next up is the boy shocking schlock Herschel Gillis. Herschel Gillis. Yes, yes. Who, by the way, congratulations to. Yes. As he is now a writer for Severed Cinema. Yeah, he's he's been keeping me updated on the shit he's actually going to be working on writing for them. And uh <laughs> you're you're all in for a treat. <laughs> he's uh he's got some nasty shit for you. Uh his question is any recommendations for weird hentai or anime in general? Just finished Euphoria. Bondage game and Ollie Maniacs. Yeah. So I feel like I'm already desensitized. To which Spooky huh. said, "How about you forget about that and simply seek therapy?" Which Spooky, which Herschel says, "How about you come over here and learn something, son?" <laughs> Seems like a bit of a marital dispute here, but it's all right. Uh, very much so. That uh, they argue like a married couple. Weird hentai and or anime in general. Uh, you're more knowledgeable on this than I am. Oh, yes, I am the deviant. I mean, let's <laughs> be honest with the audience here. You did introduce me to Woman Toilet I did in that one episode. Toilet, yeah. And it <laughs> will forever haunt me. Uh, I feel like most of the stuff I know is more manga. Yeah. Than anything, uh, but as far as like hentai goes, I feel like you gotta eventually gotta review and look at uh, one of the originators of the tentacle porn genre, mm. La Blue Girl. La Blue Girl. La Blue Girl. I'm blue, That's not what I thought about when I said La Blue Girl. For some reason, the way I said it, I was thinking the Glue Man, <laughs> the good, not Glue Man, the original shit character, <laughs> the original <laughs> shit character. <laughs> so good. Yeah, La Blue Girl is like one of the originators of the tentacle porn genre and of hentai. You know, of course, there's the absolute. Classic Classic that is Bobble Black. <laughs> the <That>. absolute classic. <laughs> Certified to a classic Bobble Black. <laughs> That's absolutely wild. Um, um, I don't really know it like a ton of like just uh, like hentai really or um, Goro or any of that shit. I'm not very familiar with that world. Uh, there's one that I'm I question whether or not I should even bring it up. Oh no, <laughs> because I don't know how. Uh, well, you know, it's a little questionable. Oh boy, it's a little sus, if you will. Oh, no. But uh, Herschel, if you want to learn anything about it, just look it up. Uh, I think it's called Pico no Chico. The fuck is that? Don't worry about it. <laughs> Is this going to get him thrown in jail? I'm sure he's. Are you at, on a list because of this? I'm sure he's already looked at worse. <laughs> oh, I mean, I, some of the shit he's he is like told me about. I don't know what a fucking human brain has to go through to conceive of this shit. <laughs> well, that's what they're gonna break him down. Now, as far as manga goes, I know one he's already reviewed. Yeah, Machan's Daily Live. But if you really want to get some fucked up shit, if you really want to dig deep into the depravity that is manga, all you gotta do is search one man, Uzigawada. <laughs> which uh, Herschel has brought to my attention that he is your Japanese doppelganger. Me? Yes. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> because he kind of looks like. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> I can sh- I can show you after the during the break. Not Uzi Gawada. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's you, Don, which I think we posted on the story at one point. Yeah, and uh, Uzi Gawada. It's the three horsemen of the apocalypse. <laughs> 
Three Johns of the Apocalypse. <laughs> the bringers of pestilence. <laughs> the bringers of pestilence, war, and death. <laughs> you decide which one's No famine, Ogres. Look at us. <laughs> <laughs> Big truth. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, Uzgawada, he's the man. I mean, not... not, not, not. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Canceled, canceled. He's the man as far as, like, if you want to look into some really depraved shit. <laughs> like, because it only gets worse with him, too. Like, the further his career went on, the worse it got. I don't understand. I showed you some shit the other day that was uh, haunting. Was fucking horrible. <laughs> like, what is this man's obsession with amputees? Yeah, that's a whole genre, dog. Like, you know, if, if you know, a listener's out there is, you know, missing a limb or whatever, you know, you know. You do you, yeah. You do you. But just the, the fetishization of that. Yeah, that's the thing, is the man has an unhealthy <laughs> obsession with Of it. turning people into literal fuck dolls. Toilets. <laughs> toilets. <laughs> turning toilets. them into toilets. Uh, some more recommendations I fuck. can give you. What was the one I sent you? Uh, was it Brain Insects? Oh, God. Is that the name of that one? That's like one of the like top... I can't even say 10, but top 50 probably worst things I've ever seen in my life. It's like brain like, hey, or something like that. Yeah, yeah. It's like, Matt, you want to see something really horrible? <laughs> well, it's because Herschel was showing me All Maniacs, and, and I, was I was like, like Child's Playboy. <laughs> you showed me that, and I was like, thanks, Sean. I'm not going to sleep well tonight. Uh, another one, Metamorphosis. Metamorphosis? Yeah, so that one's more sad and tragic than oh, anything, but it is still porno. <laughs> Why do you need, like, yeah, well, I, about say, I was about to say that, but roughies exist. Mm-hmm. Why do you need tragedy and porno, but. Metamorphosis is rough. Uh, actually, the first place I've heard about that was uh, Spooky Ross. Oh, yeah? Yes. Which, if you, Herschel, if you want to learn more. Oh, I know about this one now. Spooky Ross yeah. is the place to go. <laughs> yeah, I know about this one now. But thanks to the homie, Herschel, as always, Spooky Celluloid. Not Spooky Celluloid. He commented, Herschel shock and shock. Yeah. <laughs> I'm tired tonight, guys. You just have to look over me. I feel like I've been fucking railroaded. If I lose one more fucking game of Overwatch this week, I'm going to <laughs> Oh, kill I'm myself. so sad. You've been at home playing Overwatch and losing. Oh, I got to go to work tomorrow. Well, I've been, been, as I've been told by an old dumbass that I was going to go to jail because I wouldn't take his 50. <laughs> He's just decrepit. <laughs> I wish just... death upon that man. <laughs> As he left that store, I said, I hope you died in front of your grandkids. Well, there, there's the cancellation right there. <laughs> we should death upon pe- on people. <laughs> For inconvenience. I feel like that damn meme of that chick that's sitting around all those black guys right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I ain't one of the black guys. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> This is a hell of a way to start this episode off. Oh, oh my this god. Might, this might as well John's tired. He fucking starts talking shit. <laughs> tired John is evil John. That's right. But uh, yeah, thank you, Shock and Shalog. Thank you, Herschel. Evil John be like, I love the Dollar General. Hell no. <laughs> I said evil John. <laughs> yeah, that's for big sure. Next up is Psychonaut, the mighty Psychonaut. Yes. Go buy art. For some reason, he sells it super cheap, and it's fucking incredible. Yes. The, the fuck you that? just knock off the desk? Don't worry about it. Anyways... <laughs> Psychonaut says, which we also have something in the works with Psychonaut right now. We can't really talk about it just yet. I don't know why you even brought it up just yet, but well, I think we can say <laughs> it's in the works. Okay, okay, okay. I'm gonna kick you in the nuts, dog. You can do nothing. Fucking gold dust, shattered dreams. <laughs> <laughs> For some reason, you're at an eleven right Shut now. Shut your fucking mouth. <laughs> I'm gonna need you to bring it down to at least a five. I've had two energy drinks today. I've lived off nothing but pizza rolls and beef jerky. 
You're going to die. You're going to die before you hit 40. I'm filled with protein, <laughs> caffeine, and hatred. You can barely say protein. It's just shriveled up meat. But just dehydrated and salted the fucking shit. It was a barbecue one, too. <laughs> also, it's, got, it's covered in barbecue sauce. <laughs> John's yeah. arteries are like, yeah. John's <laughs> arteries are like, please God have mercy on us. <laughs> Just fucking blowing his fucking Anyways. shit up. Anyway, which speaking of also uh, Psychonaut, he did the artwork for the, what is it, uh, the Swabian Granny <laughs> Massacre or something yes. like that? Yeah. Which I cannot wait for that because we uh, just the other day watched the Swabian Sawmill oh Massacre and God. it fucked so hard. And, and also, dude, that movie was so fucking fun. Both of them. Um, <laughs> which I think there's, I don't know if there's any copies of it left or not. And if you missed that uh, one, I think it's out, of, it's out of print now. If you missed that on it, I feel sorry for you, son. Well, it's like we watched it like after like it was like two copies left, and I'm I'm broke right now, so because I spent all my fucking money. <laughs> if you didn't pick up a copy of that movie, I feel sorry for you, son, because I got 99 problems, but a Swabian Sawmill Massacre ain't one. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! No damn! No damn! <laughs> what year is it? <laughs> what fucking year is it? I don't know, man. Anyway, we do have something in the works with Psychonaut. We can't really talk about it just yet. I mean, we technically could announce if we want to. It's our project, but oh, well, we're holding off on it. Oh. Okay. Yeah, we're waiting until it gets all together. <laughs> yeah. It's like technically like when it comes to the production of this, it's done. Yeah. Well, it's been done technically yeah, for a long time. We're just figuring out all details and shit. Yeah. Technically, this has been done since, like, 2017. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, but, you know. You'll you'll, you'll see. Anyways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Psychonaut asks, redraw of you two as the Sosa sisters making out and regurgitated sacrifices merge win. God damn it. You know, you can do it if you want to. <laughs> We're not saying we don't want it. No. We're also not saying we want it. No, no, I don't really want that. I don't... With a wink. <laughs> if it just so happens, a, a, a image... I'm about to say this is this is incest, but that that's also incest, so... <laughs> if it just so happens, a picture of us as the Soska sisters in Regorgitad Sacrifice just happened to show up in a, in, a, in, a, uh, in our mailbox, <laughs> or email box, and, and in the middle is spooky as Hank Skinny with the octopus on his head. <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm not saying I condone it or anything. <laughs> <laughs> you have to throw Herschel in there with like the guy from that one meme who's like smoking the bong as the two chicks are fighting. Herschel could be uh, Angela Aberdeen. <laughs> Angela Aberdeen in the bathtub. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's problematic, but funny. Uh, I mean, rest in peace. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, recipes. But thank you, Psychonaut, for the question. And yes. uh, thank you in advance for what you're working on with us right now. Yeah, we really <laughs> we appreciate wait. it. You're the man. He is the man. And also, like, if you know, if anyone who's listening does not know, he's done the artwork for many of the Sam Hell releases and a bunch of other shit. Yes. Psychonaut is the man. You need to go to his Instagram page, follow the link, buy you some sick fucking art that yeah. I have that I cannot wait to plaster all over my walls when I read in my room. Yes. You know, he's the fucking man. He, he sent us a care package that's fucking amazing. I can't emphasize that enough. He's the man. Yes. <laughs> I need to hang, I need to, my room's a fucking disaster. I was noticing that when I came in. It was more so than normal. Well, I've moved shit around. I noticed that, yeah. <laughs> so I decided to sit in a chair instead of on my bed this time. That's fair enough. 
Next up, very comfortable. But. Is uh, Mike Brushaber, which for years I called Mikey. I don't know why. Mikey Brushaber. Yeah. <laughs> Do you guys have any local bands in your area you like, or favorite <laughs> venues? What'd you laugh? Or favorite venues you go to, and what's your favorite disturbing movie or movie in general based around music? <laughs> well, there is a local band that we know of. Yeah, uh, Summoner Circle. They're, They're fun. Like, yeah, they are fun. They're like a uh, uh, would you call it like mellow black, mellow me- me- uh, melodic black metal? Yeah, probably. Because it's not like. Transylvanian hunger or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's not true. No region did black. Metal, no, but it's like uh, more in the vein of like Demi Borgir. Yeah, you know something like that more so. I'd say it's even got some like death metal elements too. Yeah, for sure, and it's very prog. Yeah, it's a, well, yeah, it's, they're actually they're a really good band. Yeah, really nice guys too. Like we interacted with them a little bit at a show. Oh yeah, uh, um, yeah. I, s- I have a. Somewhere in here, I have a pick, bass pick. <laughs> um, but <laughs> why I laughed is because they're literally almost on every fucking show we Every show to. we go to, some of circles there. <laughs> yeah, they're the opening act always, and it's fucking incredible. There's not a, like, I'm sure there's a lot of bands out of the Knoxville area that we just don't know about. Because unfortunately, we don't get to go to shows as much as we want to. Like, yeah. I'd love to go to like the Hideaway in in uh, which is in Johnson City, mm. and just watch a bunch of local punk bands. Oh yeah, but you know, I don't unfortunately don't get a chance to do that. Yeah, um, there is a band from I think Knoxville um, called Realm, mm. and they're a doom metal band. They played. Uh, they actually opened for Whitechapel. Yeah, as which well. technically Whitechapel. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, is kind of a local band. <laughs> yeah, they're from the. Uh, Knoxville area yeah. too, so uh, venue. As far as venues go, I, I like the concourse. The concourse is awesome. Uh, Mill and Mine's pretty sick too. Yeah, uh, the backyard bar and grill. Oh yeah, just because they have sick food and we got to watch No Ring Rats on there and it was really fun. Dude, they have these. They have these like tacos. There. What about what was that one band we saw at backyard at the Brickyard? Oh shit, the wrestling themed band. Oh, what was the name of that band? I don't remember. They were pretty sick actually. They were yeah, but uh, I can't remember the name of them right now. I can't either. I don't, I don't know how local they were either, to be honest with you. But <laughs> uh, they're at least in the south, southern region. Yeah, I assume they were all like dressed up like wrestlers and shit, and it was fucking awesome. Mm, it was really good. Uh, and uh, favorite disturbing movie or movie in general based around music? I was trying mm. to think about this. I don't. I can't think of any disturbing movies really based around music. I mean, I know you're not a big fan of it, and I know it's a controversial movie to say the least. But Lords of Chaos is pretty good. I thought. Oh, I don't hate Lords of Chaos. Well, I know you don't love it, though. No, 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 no. I don't think it's amazing or anything like that. That's one I didn't even, like, think about, really. I mean, it's the first one that came into my head because it is fucked up. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm, I'm looking around, too, but... <laughs> Because I've got, just I feel like it's a movie I break up all the time. And uh, uh, spooky, we have to have a talk about this. Um, oh boy! But it's not disturbing, nor is it a horror movie. But I love Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Yeah, and that's all about like the battle of the bands. It's like I know there was like a there's like in like certain circles there's like backlash against that movie now because it's like it's like oh this is just a toxic relationship blah blah blah. It's like that's just a good movie. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Who hasn't been in a toxic relationship? Oh yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> And if you think the message of the movie is to try to get a remote, uh, get Ramona flowers, then you're wrong. You messed up. It's knobs. Yeah, exactly. But I digress. I digress too. I can't. I was trying to think. I was like, like dazed and confused. I don't think it's fucked up though, is it? No, I was thinking of good movies based on music. Um, fuck me. Is there any, like like Lords of Salem? It's, yeah, that one kind of counts. It's, it's yeah yeah that one counts. Um, 
Why can't I think about any fucking movies that have music in them? Like, what? Not music. I can't think. <laughs> I got and my brain. His brain dead. Uh, it's over. <laughs> it's all just a dream. It's all just a dream. It's a comatose dream. <laughs> Pink Flamingos might as well be surrounded. Uh, That's the, true. It, yeah. It's borderline the musical. Wall. The wall. Pink Floyd's the wall. Yeah. That's, I mean, like. It's kind of fucked up. Yeah, like, remember the nostalgia critic of his man, fucking why shit ass version. Up? I hate that man. What? <laughs> I hate the shit out of you. <laughs> he's like, oh, Pink Floyd sucks. Doug Walker, you son of a bitch. Doug Walker, you suck. <laughs> That's for big sure. Fucking bastard. <laughs> but uh, thank you, Mike Brush, for the question as always. You're an OG. Yes. We appreciate it. Mosh Fit. Mosh Fit. Fuck, Mary kill. Oh, no. Jennifer Coolidge. <laughs> Mariska uh, Hagerty and Mariah Carey. I know one of these people. All right, Jennifer Coolidge played Stifler's mom in American Pie. I, I never watched American Pie. Ah. Mariska Hagerty played uh, in um, Law and Order SVU. She's one of the lawyers. Which one? The the female lawyer. I haven't seen that show in years. My God, man! And Mariah Carey. My, Mariah Carey is pretty cool. I can't forgive her for that fucking Christmas song that plays so Matt's, every. So Matt's me like kill. No, 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 no. <laughs> Matt's like kill, kill. <laughs> no, uh, I just I, I just don't like that song that much. It just it's it's not even that it's a bad song. It's just overplayed. Yeah, it's played to death. Remember that skater I like Dan Corgan. Yeah, he had the beautiful people mash up with it. Yeah, I used fuck? that for a video part. That was cursed as hell. That was very cursed. I hated it. <laughs> so I think I'd probably go in the order, even though I don't know a whole lot about Mariska Hagerty. But everybody had something for Stifler's mom back in the day. If you're my age and you watch American Pie, you had something for Stifler's mom. If not, you're lying. I just we I, all learned what milfs were because of that. <laughs> I I just I just grew up in a different generation. Okay, that's true. You did. You know, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Matt's like, I respect all women. <laughs> God damn it. Sorry. <laughs> Thank you, Boschman, for the question. <laughs> you derailed the podcast. <laughs> You're awesome. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Next up is the chairman of YouTube. Mr. Parker. Mr. Parker. He's going to hit you with a fucking chair beside your head. <laughs> do a little dance. <laughs> do, do, a little jig, uh, do a little jig and d- describe the, sh- the fucking shit out of a movie to the point where it's like, how do you know all this? Because <laughs> he's a fucking film cinema genius. You start or, talking about that, like Mr. Parker, actually, I was still talking about La Parker. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so in my head, you were talking about La Parker, and I was like, what the fuck? Are you Cause oh. Because I was going to go with Can't Get His Jacket Off. Remember that in TNA? <laughs> yeah. We got in the ring to get his damn jacket off. <laughs> That was so yeah. good. Well, you said Mr. Parker, so I was uh, just going into that because the man knows so much about movies. Yeah, I listen to his shit all the time. And if you don't, then go do that. Yes, because he knows his shit, and he's recommended beyond more, probably more movies than anybody else to me. I've bought so much <laughs> shit because of him. Uh, but his question is: What horror film captured your home state best? Wrong turn. No, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like mine's a little bit of a cop out. Okay. Uh, because it was made here. Oh, uh, well. And that's Evil Dead. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Like, we Dead. literally can, like, from here to the Evil Dead cabin is probably maybe 10 minutes. Maybe. It doesn't exist anymore. No. It's been torn down, and the people who own the property are not very friendly to horror fans. 
So of course. I would not recommend at all <laughs> go trying to go to the Evil Dead cabin. Uh, uh, oh, someone owning property in Tennessee being a fucking cocksucker? Oh, surprise. But I used to work for, Sorry. like, one of my first jobs ever was at a, um, a uh, trucking company. Yeah. And I cleaned the trucks and stuff like that. That was my job. Uh, and for extra money, I'd go mow my boss's yard, you know. I was trying to make that hustle. Yeah. <laughs> you know, make that bread. Movies were expensive. You know? yeah. At the time, I was skateboarding, too. So, you know, you had to have money for skateboarding and shoes and shit. <laughs> so, anyways, I go to his yard for extra money. And literally, the road right below his, like, I could see down. Yeah. Was exactly the road that they drive on in uh, Evil Dead. Oh, that's fucking awesome. Because, like, it was basically, like, that road was obsolete now. <laughs> like, yeah. You, you know, you could, you could go to it, but, like, it wasn't used for anything. Like, yeah. it wasn't a bypass or anything anymore because it was an old one-lane road, basically. Yeah. But it was the road right below it was the one that they're on uh, oh, that's when so they crossed sweet. the bridge and shit in Evil Dead. That bridge don't exist no more either, uh, no. unfortunately. It was, it, you know, it was old. It was falling <laughs> apart in the movie. Yeah, it was old then. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of... And that's in Tazewell, Tennessee, if anybody's interested. Yeah. Um... In another uh, place, another movie that captures uh, Tennessee very well is Deliverance. No, um, <laughs> uh, I've got the jokes today. You do. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, man. <laughs> Fuck off. Yeah, um, Evil Dead. Like, so every time I watched Evil Dead, like even growing up, it was just like, man, that's so cool. Yeah, like, that's here. I wonder what made him like use that spot. I actually went to the restaurant they ate at. While making Evil Dead, really? Yeah, and there's a picture of the cast of Evil Dead on the wall. Oh shit! Yeah, with Sam Raimi. Food was horrible, but that oh, was, and it was overpriced. But that's beside the point. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I'm trying to think of like other movie, like other movies that are not necessarily from this area that, but actually like represent the state very well. I was trying to think, like I can't think of like many horror films that like are out of Tennessee. No. I mean, there's you know, the Tennessee's referenced in stuff like you know Quentin Tarantino movies quite a bit, but yeah. Um, I can't think of any other one that like Evil Dead doesn't necessarily take place in Tennessee. They don't really say where it's at. Yeah, but yeah, like I definitely know what movie captures fucking uh, the even though it's I don't think it's from Florida, but Florida the best fucking eating alive. Yeah, <laughs> not not the uh, the Italian one, but the Lindsay one. Yeah, not, not that one. Fucking um, Toby Hooper. Yeah. I feel like it's, it's a very, very Florida man movie. Yeah, Evil Dead, that's my pick. I, I think I'll go with that pick as well because I just, I'm having a hard time thinking of any that's not a, a dumbass joke. It's not really funny. <laughs> but yeah, you know, we used to go to Horrorhound. We would drive through Tazewell. Yeah. And I'd be like, there's the road. <laughs> I don't know if I could even like spot that road nowadays. I'd have to like really look at it. It probably looks a lot different. Yeah. Because used to, you like, you'd drive down like you're going to go to the lake. Yeah. And then it's just a little one lane road. And that's the road they go on. I'll actually describe a movie that actually does this, like the like the woods of Tennessee, even though it's not filmed there at all. Blair Witch. Yeah, for sure. It feels like very like you know. First time I watched Blair Witch, it was like oh shit, that could be just like literally like right across from my house. Yeah, like literally. We, we, I live pretty close to the woods, so yeah, you know. <laughs> I mean, I, I'd say that one is like that one captures the very rural areas of any like southern state really mm -hmm. I don't know where it actually takes place at it may be upstate but it could be the south I, no 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 they interview people and they're definitely like I saw the west out in the woods oh yeah you know like <laughs> but thank you always Mr. Parker for the endless amounts of entertainment as well because you're the most consistent man in any of this yes <laughs>
How, you said, how many weeks was he on it doing the fucking... I can't remember. Fucking... He, he's coming up on like... I, I, think, I can't even remember how many years straight. Jesus. Without missing a day. That's fucking wild. You demand, Mr. Parker. Like, also, like, his letterbox, like, he's constantly watching shit. He's already, like, probably, like, like a hundred-something movies, mm. and we're, like, not even... What? Not even uh, 50. <laughs> not even 50, but we're, not, we're, like, halfway to that point. But, yeah. Next up, we have Zombies 8 Keegan. <laughs> That's a great name. It's uh, a great name. They ask, is there a flowchart you'd point to for n- newcomers to extreme cinema? Like, if you dug slash stomach August Underground Mortem, then try such and such, or maybe just a watch list or recommendations once you get through most of the usual suspects. Hmm. I was thinking about this. Like, there's not really, like, there should be. Like, there definitely someone should be. needs to, like, not the spooky, not the fucking Iceberg. disturbing movie Iceberg. Fuck that shit. You know, we all talk about that enough. Yeah. But, like, an actual, like, like this begots this, right? Yeah. Like, if you like this, then you're probably going to like that. Like, almost like a family tree kind of thing that kind of, like, blossoms and, like, you know, Banger TV did the uh, how to get into. Yeah. Like, someone needs to do that for extreme cinema or horror in general, really. Yeah. That'd be really sick. But what I would recommend for anybody who's getting into this, there's certain YouTube channels in particular that I would point you to that kind of do something similar to that. Yeah. Uh, we already mentioned one is Spooky Ross. Yeah. Uh, the other is, I think, a way a lot of people got into this genre. Horrible reviews. Well, it's like, I definitely got into this because of you. Mm. Because of, like, you talking about these movies in a way that was actually probably suitable <laughs> for someone my age at the time. But then I, I found horrible reviews and, what you know, just binge watch all his fucking disturbing movies of of all time most disturbing movies of all time videos and just like discovered all kinds of shit mm-hmm. that um eventually helped make this podcast yeah so and uh, the other would be cinema's underbelly yeah um I, of course I, I will i will shout out Sp- spooky spooky yeah. as well because like he he definitely hits the more underground shit a lot of the times mm-hmm. And for people wanting to just find new shit, uh, he's, he's of course, of course we're biased because he's one of our friends, of course. But yeah. well, the thing too about like the reason I said Cinema's Underbelly in particular is uh, he does kind of do you know Jonathan Doe especially does the like all right here's this movie yeah you know this is in the same vein or from the same you know uh, series as this film. You know, it's like, oh, here's Saudi Scream. Well, it's very similar to Eccentric Psycho, and it's very similar yeah. to Guinea Pig. You know, so it's like he's like not just talking about that movie, but he's also showing how it branches into other things or how other things are very similar to it. So it's like if you watch that and you like that, well, then you, from Sinus Underbelly's video, you can find that it's similar to this and this. Yeah. You know, so it does kind of do that branching out. But yeah. Oh, quality violent cinema. They have the the branches, the actual tree branches. They yes. Get yes. Of stuff. Um. I'm pretty sure that's in their back catalog mm-hmm. of stuff. Uh, so definitely go look uh, go go look at it. Yeah. Now, yeah, I'm pretty sure you may be able to watch videos of it because I think they have video forms of their early stuff. Yes, I know they do. They do now. Yeah, but definitely check that stuff out because like when I was first hearing about like the like fetish movies and stuff like that. I uh, listened to the episode they actually did with Sam Hale mm-hmm. about that stuff and learned some shit I did not know. Yeah, yeah, so. for sure. But uh, yeah, those are some people to check out, and yeah, someone needs to work on that. Yeah, someone needs to rip off a banger. Hmm. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> Anyways. Yeah, <right. laughs> that was an awkward silence, you know? Mm-hmm. Sometimes I forget we do a podcast and they can't see our yeah. facial expressions. What the fuck is wet on my microphone? What the hell did you do to it? I didn't do anything to it. You spit on it? No. You spit on it? <laughs> <laughs> Get this thing moist. <laughs> I should be bringing this up because I sent you a video of the guy with the chicken bone. Oh, my God. It's like, spit on it, bro. but thank you zombies eight keegan for the question yes next up is the og pm the people's mikey people's mikey howdy my dudes let me talk to you oh dummies dummy yeah 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 first off i want to thank john you're welcome okay (laughs) for giving uh, spindrift a shout out awesome band definitely love what they're doing but of course i am i'm a huge fan of doom and also spaghetti westerns it was also uh, it was also nice hearing. I lost my place. Hearing yeah. you guys on the Uneasy Terrain Explorers Club. The question I oh, wanted yeah. to ask John, Jonathan Doe already did, which was if you guys see the disturbing movie Iceberg as the new video nasties list. Mm. So I wanted to know which video nasties let you down and made you ask why the fuck is this on the list? As stupid as I find the iceberg, I do have a degree. It does introduce fucked up movies to casual fans who probably wouldn't know where to look for underground films. I do agree with that. Gonna start listening to you guys' as an episode on movies that made us once I get off, which everybody should Joe Bones podcast. Yeah. Great podcast. Always awesome to see now we'll say I love you people's Mikey. Mm-hmm. But you did call a sock on cinema. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Damn, son. Getting the love in the extreme underground community. You guys take care. Thank you. Fuck you. Bye. <laughs> Cheers. Which he did correct himself and said, sick on cinema. Sorry, didn't mean to botch the name. <laughs> Sock on cinema. It's probably fine. It's perfectly fine. Someone I do that shit all the time. Someone with way more talent than we do should do should take one of our episodes and do sock puppets. That would be sick. Sock on cinema. That would be fucking hilarious. Uh, so which video nasty let you down and made you ask, why the fuck is this on the list? The first one that always comes to my head when anybody asks this is Devil Hunter. Dude, that the Jess so Franco sad. movie. That movie's so goddamn horrible. It's like I've started to actually like like Jess Franco movies mm-hmm. because of, you know so it's, it's our episode was spooky. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But, bruh, Devil Hunter is so bad. That's undefe- undefendable. Somebody rubbed some Vaseline on the lens and called it a day and called that a movie. And they just took a dude. And fucking put some shit on his eyes yeah. and call it a day. <laughs> and like also snuff. Oh snuff. Oh my god, snuff. Snuff. Like I, I bought it for the sole reason that it's on the video nasties list. And it fucking blows ass. Blows chunks. And that's the thing about the video nasties list, man. There's a lot of great movies on the list. Yeah. But you're gonna buy some shit. Some absolute garbage just because it's on the video nasties list. But we're all gonna fall for it. We're all oh, gonna yeah. do it. We're all like, oh fuck, I gotta have all the video nasties. And the movies that got excluded from the video nasties list are mind boggling. Yeah. While there's movies that are on there, I'm like, what the fuck? Like, not the demons on there because someone's cock gets ripped off. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember if you see anything really. No, you see, well, you saw, you see him grab the dick for sure. Okay. I, well, isn't, and I could be getting this wrong. There's a movie on the video Nazis list that wasn't supposed to be on there because they confused it for another movie. And I think it's The Fun House. Mm. Weird. But I can't remember which one it is. I want to I could be someone someone who knows more uh, about this than I do. Uh, comment on the episode. Yeah. And let us know. But I want to say that Toby Hooper's The Fun House got put on the video Nazis list because they were trying to put House on uh, uh, Last House on Dead End Street, which is also known as The Fun House. Oh, yeah. On the video Nasties list. Well, fuck. <laughs> so they put the wrong movie on the list. Well, good for Toby Hooper for making the list, though. Yeah, right. Which. 
man. A movie that I like, but I mean, there's no denying that it's like, what is this movie? It's absurd. Absurd. We've talked about this a few times. It's Joe D'Amato. Oh, it's it's a spaghetti one. It's his loose follow-up to Anthropophagus. <laughs> and like, they're watching the Super Bowl and eating spaghetti. And that's it's like, just, that's American right like, there. Like, this, this is how Americans do the fucking No! <laughs> this is how Americans do the Super Bowl, baby. Dude. A nice pasta dinner. <laughs> pasta dinner. I mean, I know we would do, do that because we're fat. It's but... interesting, too, because like, I discovered a movie like Axe. Yeah. Which, you know, when I watched it, I was like, I actually really dig this movie. It's kind of a cool like character study. Yeah. However, I'm like, why was this on the video nasty list, though? Well, because, probably because it just said X. Mm-hmm. And anything just, cannibal, anything Nazi. Yeah. It was know. immediately thrown on the list. They, they didn't watch half this shit. No. Although I do want to think about, like, a, a room of, like, uptight British people watching Cannibal Holocaust and being like, oh, oh it's, it's repulsive. Oh, my God. It's repulsive. My cock moved. My, my cock moved? And that's why they had to ban it, because, like, he was sexually aroused by it. Can't have Damn. That. Can't have that. Then he went on to rape and murder a bunch of children. Hell yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm talking it's about. It's probably Peter Savile. <laughs> no, Jimmy Savile. Savile. I said Peter Savile. Peter Salva, baby. <laughs> Peter Salva. That's, that's, a, that's a name. Damn. Damn. Probably Jimmy Savile. Yeah. yeah. So thank you, People's Mikey, for the God questions. damn, my jokes are not landing today. <clears throat> yeah, just do it to me. <laughs> Fuck it. Fuck it. Time for you to dent this bar with you. <laughs> no. No, don't roast me on air. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you, People's Mikey, for the question. As always, you're the man. Yes. I uh, hope you enjoyed AEW. Yeah. We didn't watch it. We watched GCW instead. Yeah, because cause we're broke. And GCW is cheaper. Yeah, GCW is like seven bucks a month. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Look great, though. We're, yeah. we're definitely going to have to watch MJF and Brian Danielson, though. We'll, we'll, we'll watch it. Next up is uh, Spooky Celluloid. Spooky Celluloid. The man, the myth, the legend, the deviant. <laughs> the de- he is a deviant. <laughs> He's an absolute fiend who has one of the most... <laughs> Questionable letterboxes in the game. <laughs> when it comes to questionable letterboxes, it's Herschel, then it's spooky, spooky. and then maybe me. <laughs> so I just rated shit when I first got it, and I was just like, yeah, it's this. And like, John literally called me because I rated Gremlins like a three or something like that. Yeah, I was like, what are you doing with your life? You were like, you correct this right fucking now. And I was Gremlins, like, what the bro? fuck? That's a five. So anytime I, like, I go to watch a movie and I'm like, you know, maybe I've seen already, and I see like a rating. I immediately like fucking scrub it. Speaking of gremlins, and since Mr. Park asked a question, let me get off on a tangent real quick here. Okay, we get a drink of water. I do not that. not necessarily a tangent, but more of a question for you as you drink your water. But yeah, I got to answer the question. I asked the question first, so calm down. <laughs> uh, he brought it up on on uh, his episode when he was reviewing the 4K of Texas Chainsaw, talking about Poltergeist, right? And how people think that Toby Hooper didn't direct Poltergeist because it feels like an Amblin movie, right? It feels yeah. like Steven Spielberg. And he was like, you know, he brought up also brought up Gremlins and like um, uh, the Goonies, yeah, which is Richard Donner and Joe Dante, right? Yeah. Why does nobody ever question those? I don't, I don't know. Because they, they also feel like Amblin Studios, Spielberg movies. Why does why has nobody ever been like, Joe Dante didn't direct, no. you know, Gremlins, but Toby Hooper didn't direct Poltergeist. I mean, I guess because there's actual, like, maybe evidence to back up. But, I mean, there's photos of Hooper on set and shit. It's not like it's like... Well, the thing was, is, Hooper, God, God rest his soul. Was God rest his soul. God rest his soul. He was a crackhead. He was a cokehead. <laughs> cokehead, crackhead. I mean, look, I know there's a difference, but he was he was fucked up all constantly. <laughs> him, him and Wes Craven both were fucked. <laughs> They're like during, the cocaine, yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, it, fucking Craven made Swamp Thing. That is for Big True. And you can see the zipper the whole movie, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> I don't know, actually. It's it's weird, right? Yeah. Because it's like, you know, Gremlins does feel like a Spielberg movie. Yeah. Just a, a more violent horror themed yeah. Spielberg movie. But everybody's like, yeah, of course Joe Dante did that movie. I don't know. Is it just the guy who made Texas Chainsaw Massacre couldn't make this like sleek, clean horror movie? I mean, I guess it is? so. But it's like, go watch Salem's Lot. Yeah. I mean, I I guess it's just the reputation he had, too. Yeah, maybe. Because, like, he went from, like, Texas Chainsaw, The Fun House, Eating Eatin Alive, <laughs> all these batshit insane movies. I mean, his movies definitely have a style, and I would say that Poltergeist is, like, the least I mean, Uber film. What it probably is, he probably didn't write it. Yeah, I mean, it's you know Spielberg had his hand in it for sure. Oh, right? yeah. You know what I mean, like, anyways, that's just a little tangent that I wanted to go on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Spooky celluloid. Sorry about that. Yeah. <laughs> if, well, we should just keep going with this tangent. Thanks for this question. If you had to insert a fruit or veggie inside Uranus, which one would it be? God damn it. Now, Spooky, man, listen. This is a place for actual conversation about <laughs> cinema. Are you sure about that? No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we ain't got time for your nonsense. Uh, yeah, we're all dumber for having read that question. Thank you. Thank you for that. Yeah. Piece of shit. I'm done. You know, I'm quitting the show. It's over. Well, next week we'll have Spooky as the new host of the Sick on Cinema podcast. Oh, <laughs> Rowan said pineapple, by the way. No cap. Hey, yo. <laughs> hey, yo. Hang on a minute. That's so as fuck. Why are you putting pineapples up your ass? That, that, that shit ain't going to fit. That shit ain't going to fit. <laughs> But thank you, Spooky, even though you made me mad with the question. <laughs> you did make me mad. Uh, w- w- what's the answer? There is no answer. What are you talking about? What? A grape. How about that? that, that that's what I was thinking. <laughs> the smallest. A peanut. Does that count? I'm, I'm not going to say anything to make myself sound stupid. <laughs> I'm sure people already know what I was going to ask, but <laughs> you know what? A vegetable. You know, that's the question. Magnets. How do they, they work? work? <laughs> and there is a reason how they work. It has to do with the Earth's gravitational pull and, you know, yeah. a bunch of science shit. But how do they work? <sighs> ICP, man. <laughs> oh, shit, what have I done? <laughs> you left the question page. Hang on, I got this. We're back. <laughs> also, Instagram for desktop sucks. It's not very good, yeah. Fuck. Uh, thank you, Spooky, for the question. Yes. Let's just say, it ain't gonna be too long until you hear the man, the myth, the legend back on here. And not too long until we meet the man. Yes. Unless all hell breaks loose. Which is which always possible. Very possible. Next up, we have Taken by Madness 90. Taken by Madness. Taken by Madness. What would y'all think about an extreme novella made into a short extreme film? Hmm. I'm always for more adaptations. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't think there's a lot. Or not that there's not a lot, but I feel like, you know, especially like more movies need to be inspired. Yeah. More so than like directly. A uh, adaptation? Yeah. Yeah. Because, oh my God. One thing that does drive me crazy when it comes to that question, it's like, well, here's what they got wrong from the book. It's like, man, yeah. you're trying to cram like hours worth of content into a eight hour long movie. Yeah. It's just not gonna it's just not gonna do go out like the way you would think it would. I'd love to see like some more like the more underground guys like tackle like adaptations and stuff like that. Oh yeah. You know, maybe pick out some like you know, works of maybe some underground writers. Mm-hmm. I probably don't know, but probably some people do know. What's like there's a lot of fucked up books out there. Oh, for sure. That's the thing. You know, we really talked about how I'd like to adapt the Junjito story. Yeah. It probably never happened because it cost money, but <laughs> Well. I mean, we are broke. Yeah. But it would be awesome. You know. 
Don't nobody steal my ideal, but it's used records is the name of the short. Well, someone's already making that right. <laughs> no! Right now, as no! we say that. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm, I'm always down for more adaptations, you know? Also, I'm, I'm just going to go on a, a, a weird rant real fast because we're talking about us being broke. I'm not going to say the person's name because who cares? No one actually cares. To everyone out there listening who has a podcast or has had a podcast in the past, how much money did it cost to make said oh. podcast? <laughs> because me and John probably Man, the spend... context behind this is like nobody's going to know what the hell you're talking about. Now, look, I, I know. People's Mikey might know. People's Mikey might know. It is a wrestling thing. Yes, it is a wrestling thing. Oh, f- fuck it. Michael Elgin. <laughs> fucking rape condoner. Piece of shit. Um, Allegedly. Alleged pe- alleged rape condoner. Let's say that. Uh, I'm already fucked. They take me to court, I guess. Um, You're going on your own, boy. <laughs> you ain't taking me down with you. Wanted, was it like 10 grand? To start a podcast. Bro, we didn't even start ours on 100. No. <laughs> We're still using the same equipment. I know, right? It's like, I know we need to update this shit eventually. Oh, for sure. Bruh. 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 Dumb bastard. <laughs> big, dumb, dullard bastard. That's for big sure. Sorry. Anyways, thank you taking my <laughs> madness for the question. I was just thinking about us being broke, and I was like, this motherfucker. Next up is the real Rye One. Rye wow. One. <laughs> God damn it. Glad to see you guys are finally talking Jodorowsky. Yes. My first question about two years ago was asking if you would be covering him. It took us a minute, but we're here. (laughs) Yeah. I'll take this opportunity to recommend his contemporary, Fernando Arabal, again. Also, I Will Walk Like a Crazy Horse and Viva La Muerte are both as surreal as Jodorowsky, but with more brutal scenes. No question, I guess. Just stoked to hear the episode. Also, I gotta shout out Fondo Elise. It was the first truly fucking weird movie I ever saw. It was an an unmarked, burned DVD-R and the scene in Elise's flashback towards the beginning with the guy with ten foot long arms gave me nightmares for a year. (laughs) I need need more context. Did it have like subtitles at least? Yeah, like... (laughs) Because like that movie, it's like I know there's not a shit ton of dialogue, but without that, I imagine it'd be fucking insanely difficult. Yeah, right. Jesus. Next up, and thank you, Rye One. Yes, thank yeah, you. I'm glad we're finally talking Jodorowsky as well. He's one of my absolute favorites. Yeah, this is probably our, one of our highest rated like episodes. We don't do oh, ratings, yeah. but yeah. Uh, and yeah, more context on the Fondo release. Yeah, dude, that's wanted, fucking wild. <laughs> where did you get it? Yeah, was there subtitles? <laughs> Yeah, it was there sometimes like uh, unmarked DVDR of Fondo? What the fuck? That would be weird because that, that would be weird yeah. enough as it is. J Freak Zach asks, "Who's your favorite celebrity you ever met and got an autograph from?" I go to lots of screenings and and Beyond Fest every year in LA. I got to meet Takashi Miike. Oh my god! Jealous I am. See the yeah, jealousy dude. I am at a what screening of Blades of the Immortal. He signed my DVD of Visitor Q and Audition Steelbook. I was shaking after I met him. He's my favorite director of all time. He is actually my favorite director of all time. Right, well, yeah. <laughs> so I am very jealous of that. It's amazing. I would love to meet Takashi Miike. He's not exactly my favorite director of all time, but he's up there for me for, for fucking sure. I need to watch more of his stuff though. I love I love Takashi Miike. I am. 
<sighs> I am jealous. That is fucking wild. Um, Favorite celebrity I ever met? I've met a ton of wrestlers in the past, but you know, not no one gives a fuck about. He was that. like, he's like, oh hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've like, we started going to wrestling shows probably 2015, 2016. Yeah, like on a consistent like basis. And I've got a whole like I need a binder for him, but I've got a whole drawer full of f- fucking autographs. Mm-hmm. And we met some wild people though. Oh yeah, like the Lucha Brothers. Yep. Uh, Ultimo Dragon, Zack Saber Jr., Zack Saber Jr., Tajiri, Tajiri. Um, oh, fuck. Uh, ton- there's fucking tons of people. Like a lot, a lot of people who are signed now. Yeah, for sure. As far as like like movies and like horror movies go, I assume is what he's. Oh, AJ Styles. AJ Styles. Yeah. Yeah. He's probably more interested in. Uh, I met John Carpenter. You did. That was pretty fucking sick. You you've gotten a lot of autographs from. I used to go movies. and get autographs a lot at conventions, and then there came a time where I just kind of grew out of that and just wasn't as interested in getting autographs anymore. Like, the last one I got that I was like, I have to meet, it was Lene Quigley, just because I was like, it's Lene Quigley. And yeah. Like, I do not meet Lene Quigley, you know? Yeah, oh, yeah. Icon. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, Brian Usna, as well, was really cool. Um, Fred Decker. Fred Decker. The director of Night of the Creeps and Monster Squad and RoboCop 3. And, yeah. Um... As well as Roger Corman. I met Roger Corman. That that's, was pretty fucking crazy, wild. Yeah. He was very sweet, but he's very quiet. Uh, I, I met John Five. That's pretty cool, yeah. <laughs> and he he was uh, didn't talk a ton, but he was very nice to us. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Jim Kelly. He's now passed away, but yeah. you know, black exploitation, you know, like like kung fu icon. Jim oh, Kelly. absolutely. Uh, who else? Um. The late great Danny Steinman. <laughs> oh yeah, you did meet him too, didn't you? You have a hell of a story about this one, Danny. Yeah, this is a story for another day. Yeah, but yeah. Danny Steinman was a, was definitely an interesting person to meet. Um, oh fuck, I I can't remember his name right now. I know he I know him from fucking GTA Five. He played Trevor. Oh yeah, yeah. I know you're talking about. Yeah, I can't remember his name. I, uh, apologies, but. He was fucking very nice. Mm-hmm. His agent wasn't very nice, but no, that's just how it goes, though. Yeah, his agent was a dickhead, but <laughs> uh, I can tell you the probably the most unfriendly wrestler I met, <laughs> and it's not even because he's he himself is unfriendly. It's because the promoter didn't pay him. <laughs> so, that, Sabu, <laughs> yeah. He was uh, not happy. One more I'll shout out, just because I thought it was one of my favorite experiences ever, was uh, Jeff Burr. Jeff Burr. He's directed. Pretty much any horror sequel in the 90s, he directed. Yeah. I mean, like, uh, Stepfather 2, Puppet Master 4 and 5. Yeah. And we were talking to him about Puppet Master. Oh, fucking Joe Bob. Oh, yeah, Joe Bob was cool. Joe yeah. Bob Darcy. But uh, we were talking to him about Puppet Master 4 and 5, and he was like, oh, they're really fun movies to make, but... And, like, I don't know why he did this, because, like, Full Moon wasn't even at this convention. And he stops, he, like, looks both ways. He's like, Charles Band's a dick. <laughs> <laughs> He's a true kid. Yeah, that was yeah, that was fun. That's um, a few. Uh, the last one I'll bring up is like again, I haven't watched the movie because I'm a piece of shit. But I've seen one of one of her short films. Um, I met Jill Six. Oh uh, yeah. Created the stylist. Ironically, kind of a local. Yeah. In a way, like I don't know if she lives here, but she's always involved, in, like all the Knoxville, like I think she. Stuff. I think she has like two places. I think she lives here and somewhere else. Yeah. But I'm like, I could she's be always involved with all the Knoxville horror film stuff. So it's yeah, like, it's really cool. Yeah, she was incredibly nice. We talked about Argento for like fucking over. Like, it felt like an. It probably was like an hour. It felt you hear like. that spooky? 
Argento you that? rules. You hear that, son? Argento is the fucking man. Okay. And uh, I've not been excited about meeting a celebrity in a very long time. However, I am super Dude. excited to meet Frank Hennenlotter. No, I'm all like, I'm going to die before this happens. <laughs> I'm going to get shot or something. And Donald Farmer. <laughs> God's favorite director of all time. Absolutely. But uh, thank you, Jay Freak, Zach, for the question. And again, couldn't be more jealous if I tried. Yes, that is fucking, that's an insane, uh, oh, fucking, who was it that we know met Fulci? Oh, uh, Jason didn't meet him, but he has a signed zombie poster. Yeah, Fulci. yeah, that was, that's fucking insane. Yeah, it's from like his only like uh, American convention Yeah, appearance. It's fucking insane. Next up is Hal Monastone. What's up, Hal? Hiya, hope you're doing good. I'm tired. Living. If you had to choose between watching bulk five times a day for oh. ten years, or watching Under Siege two five times a day for ten years, Under Siege. But you, yeah. But listen. Okay. But you have to watch it with Steven Seagal and Kanye West. Oh, sitting on the couch with you. The album recommendation this time is Sex Style by Cool Keith. Sleazy, nasty, and weird as fuck sex songs. Have a fun time with Jodorowsky and throw the duck up in the fan. <laughs> okay. Um. What what, I, what I'm about to say is probably not the best take in the world, but sitting on the couch with Steven Seagal <laughs> yeah. and Kanye West while watching Under Siege two two five times a day five, five times a day is a bit much. I feel like I get tired of both of them, especially Kanye. especially Kanye. There's there's a lot of things. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like Kanye, shut about Hitler, please. Shut about Hitler. Nobody you. else likes Hitler besides you. you <laughs> well, mm, well, there's a lot of people. There's who a like. lot of people that like Hitler. Actually, yeah. I just have to not be one of them. They don't fuck Hitler. <laughs> uh, hot take. Fuck hot, Hitler. Yeah, like- <laughs> That's crazy, ain't it? Oh my god, where have we, where have we gone in society? <laughs> we live in a society. Oh my god. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, I, I think I'd rather watch Bulk, actually. Yeah, probably Bulk. Yeah, I just want to hear Kanye shit. Like, Steven Seagal, I know he's going to be an annoying asshole who thinks he knows everything and about everything. <laughs> Do you remember, like, he was, like, real big in MMA? Yeah. Like, he was, like, hanging up with Anderson Silva and them. He's yeah. Like, I was showing them secret techniques that they can actually murder their opponents with if they truly wanted to. He's like, no, you didn't. You probably ate, like, a hot dog and, like, fucking... <laughs> Sweated the whole time and didn't do a goddamn thing, but you're still pouring a fucking bucket full. <laughs> Steven Seagal, God, legend. Hey, he's a legend in a way, but Kanye West is not a legend no more. No, no. <laughs> yeah, got an album album recommendation for uh, for how this, for how? Uh, yeah. Let me see your talk for a second. I got one. Okay. Uh, Sonic Youth, goo, goo. Yeah, I've been listening to that album. It's fucking fantastic. Uh, Weird avant-garde rock. Really love it. Oh, shit. Oh, damn. Oh, damn, Jesse. <laughs> damn, Jesse. I split you in half. <laughs> I split you in half, Jesse. Um, God damn, I've not listened to anything but just playlists recently. What a loser. Uh, I will throw out a absolute fucking classic, though, that I did re-listen to recently instead of listening to new shit because I'm a piece of garbage. Well, I'm listening to Guru. It's from like 90-something. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Bolt Thrower. Oh, Those once loyal. And I'm so good, so good. <laughs> and don't worry, Bolt Thrower is not a Nazi thing. No, it's a Warhammer thing. <laughs> yeah, if, if you if you don't know. I promise they're, 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 they're not Nazis. <laughs> they're, they're just nerds. Yeah. Who make some of the... Best death metal music fucking ever. So good. The bass. Oh, my God. Which is something you don't say a lot for death metal, but the bass. Dude, the bass is like fucking, it's chunky. 
Next up, we have Love Shrek 2. <laughs> Love Shrek 2. Hey, yo, I gotta see this username. Hang on. Love Shrek 2. Bruh. <laughs> hey, yo. Shrek, I don't remember if Shrek 2 is a banger, but Shrek is a banger. Shrek is love. Shrek is love. Shrek is love. Don't don't look at my letterbox rating that I gave like fucking many years after I watched the movie and hadn't watched it. I was it, thinking so. just recently, speaking of, this may be like insider baseball. Oh. <laughs> but speaking of your mixtapes, the fact you haven't put in Shrek is love, Shrek is life in one of those mixtapes shit, it's kind of wild. Yeah, there's a lot of shit that I have not put in those that I'm kind of surprised by. Yeah. But potato caniches. <laughs> potato. I, I've been trying to find a place for that fucking video. I'm just, I'm just afraid it's a little long. The first time I ever saw Shrek is love, Shrek is life. It blew my fucking mind, dude. It's it. Fuck. God damn you. <laughs> it fucking sent me. Yeah, I was like, I, <laughs> I was shook when he just flies out the fucking window. <laughs> That's probably the best part. <laughs> Holy shit. But anyway, Shrek love love Shrek two asks, uh, what is the most overrated shock film that people hop up? So. I'm. I am curious what you mean by shock film. I'm assuming like you know, just like just like extreme horror, yeah, nasty like the big ones, you know, the ones everybody talks about. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't know if we were going to get on the Spider Man train here for a second and talk about oh shocking <laughs> content. Spider Man, shout out to the open casket. Oh shitty content, shitty content. Selling gore, she deserved it because she was rich. Selling <laughs> selling gore. On oh, my Patreon. <laughs> Pretending like Thomas Cinemagore's all right. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Oh. Anyways. Sorry about that. Um, overrated shock film that people were up. Uh, I mean, I feel like we like we dogpile always on like Angel's Melancholy. It's it's just easy. But I'm going to pick one that is not Angel's Melancholy. Okay. Uh, Snuff 102. Snuff 102. Yeah, that I, one's not I don't good. hate the movie at all, but like I remember liking it. Right. I did too. Like I remember, like first time I watched it, been like, "Oh, that was pretty fucking good." And then we we have a project that's you know will be coming up in the future, not from us, but we were involved with. We were involved with something. Yeah, yeah. Where I had to, re I was rewatching some stuff, you know, so I could talk on it. Yeah. And uh, Snuff One or Two was one of those things, and I was like, "Man, this movie kind of fucking sucks." Yeah, I was like, "This movie's just kind of ass. It's kind of boring, man." Oh. <laughs> uh, okay. <sighs> Shock movies that are fucking overrated. Again, it's so easy to just pick on fucking Dora, though. <laughs> it's so easy. Marin Dora. But I'm trying not to. You son of a bitch. You son of a bitch. I'll break you in half, you son of a bitch. You son of a bitch. Son of a bitch. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll say, I mean, that one's not really overrated. What is it? I was going to say maybe something like Tokyo Psycho. That I have. Oh yeah, I don't know if anybody really talks about that. Oh, I didn't love that movie by any means. Mm. Mm -hmm. I thought it was just kind of. <sighs> what about Human Centipede? I Man, I like the movie. It's definitely oh, you know what? Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. I do mean, like the movie. Oh, yeah, I think it's actually a really good movie. But people were like, "Oh, this is the most fucked up thing ever," and it's like, I mean, it's kind of fucked up, yeah, but it's by far not the worst thing I've ever seen. For sure. But uh, thank you, uh, Love Shrek 2. Love Shrek 2 for that question. That's a fucking great Some name. Somebody once told me that copyright was funny. <laughs> Do you remember fucking iDubbbz' Keemstar 1? Oh, my God. Somebody once told me that I, <laughs> I could make, make some money. <laughs> oh, man. The golden age of the internet. Yeah. Or the... Or the Dog age of the internet. Depends how you look at it. Yeah. I feel like we're currently in the shit age of the internet, though. 
Next up is McKinley. Oh, McKinley. What's up? Which, by the way, Gmail needs to have a dark mode. This is bright as fuck. Bro, I've, look, I fucking hate light mode. It's horrible. Yeah. Anytime I open up Google on my phone, it's just like... <laughs> Flash rank. Yeah. But McKinley asks, Hey, Matt and John, I have two questions for you. Okay. What remake is better than the original? Ooh. Ooh, this might be a controversial take. Maybe. Probably not. I don't know. The, the thing. The thing. The thing about it is, is like, I agree with that. But, like, I had never seen The Thing from Another World until yeah. I saw it in theaters. Yeah, and uh, it's and the really movie slaps. Yeah. It's really fucking good, too. <laughs> it is really good. But Carpenter's The Thing is, it, it's just a fucking masterpiece. One I'll go for, and I, again, it's a movie I do like, but I don't like as much. Uh, the 70s version of uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers over oh. the 50s one. Yeah, that, that movie slaps. That movie is so good. <laughs> it's really fucking good. And it's really fucked up, too. Yeah, dude. Like, it's like, holy shit. <laughs> I need to rewatch that one. It's been years since I've seen it. You know, technically, like, Last House and Left is like a remake of a Bergman film. What? Yeah, The Virgin Springs. Huh. Yeah, never seen it. I, I didn't know it was Bergman. I think it's Bergman. I could be wrong about that. I don't know. I don't, uh, carry on. My brain's dead. Carry on my wayward son anyways next up he also mm-hmm. asks and what movie is what mm, what movie is your comfort movie mm. mine's tourist trap <laughs> <laughs> what hell of a fucking comfort movie That's also the- Matt this is for me daughter Pearl <laughs> for me daughter Pearl <laughs> hope y'all have a great day <laughs> 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 this is for me daughter Pearl. Oh my god, so that's an inside joke. Yeah. Sort of. It's the, the guy who played fucking Mr. Krabs in the Nightmare on Elm Street remake. Yeah. He just throws a Molotov cocktail in the fucking window to kill Freddy. This is for me daughter Pearl. Yes, this is for me daughter Pearl. Throws fucking comfort movie. Comfort movie. Oh man. What movie do I just turn on for, uh, just just for, I guess, comfort? Uh, uh Demon Wind. <sighs> Don't you, me? I fucking love Demon Wind. Demon Wind is a movie that, when we watch it, I'm like, oh, yeah, here we go. Because <laughs> <laughs> my ass. It's an anomaly. I do movie. have an extreme one. You probably think it's weird. Okay. But, uh, Cannibal Holocaust. <laughs> Yeah. Just because, like, it puts me back in a special place when I watch it. Even yeah. though it is extremely fucked up, and I am like, woof. Yeah. But at the same time, there's, like, there's like a nostalgia that I attach to Campbell Holocaust that, like, like I can immediately be brought back to an exact point in time. Oh, yeah. When I first watched it. And there's nothing like showing someone new that movie, too. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> oh, Sleepaway yeah. Camp's another one. Oh, yeah. That's a really good one. And Tourist Trap is just such an interesting choice for... I a, love Tourist Trap, man. It's a great fucking movie. Don't get me wrong. But <laughs> a comfort movie? I don't know if I'd describe that movie as comforting. I'd say one I don't watch a lot, but every time like I've like watched it, I'm like, man, yeah, this is like a, this brings me back. This, yeah. This is comfort. This is like a, this is like a warm pillow. Puppet Master 3. Yeah. I fucking love Puppet Master 3. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go... I'm gonna go with a, a weird one. Uh, any of the uh, the live action TMNT movies? Oh man, I should have said that, yeah. dude. The first TMNT is so fucking good. We're not talking about the Michael Bay remakes either. No. <laughs> um, yeah, man, those those movies are so fun. I bought them recently. I need to uh, rewatch them myself. Oh, I actually know what mine is, and this it's a fucking weird one. Not as weird as probably Taurus Trap, but. 
uh, you probably wouldn't expect it from me for this show, and that's uh, the, the SpongeBob movie. Hell yeah. I fucking love that movie. There's something about, I mean, like, I'm, I'm only partially joking when I say Demon Wind. Yeah. Like, there's just something about Demon Wind. I could watch it any day of the week and just, like, just cuddle up with a warm blanket and watch Demon Wind. Spookies. Fucking Spookies is great. Yeah. yeah. Spookies <laughs> is probably mine. I champion the shit out of Spookies it's constantly. It's so fun. Uh, so thank you, McKinley, for the question. Yes. Next up, we have Jeff in Vegas. Jeff in Vegas. Jeff from Vegas. Or Jeff oh, in Vegas. Jeff from Vegas. Everyone will say it. Okay. Um, hey, guys. How's it going? I'm going. Well, it's, it's going, brother. I'm writing today in reference to last week's Valentine's Day's Killer Couple episode, Ooh. where the topic of showing a first date cannibal holocaust came up. Oh, no. Well, several years back, a girl and I met up for an early dinner, coming off of a relationship where she had dated a baby-ass bitch <laughs> that wouldn't let her watch horror movies. She can- <laughs> Sorry. She- <laughs> baby-ass bitch. <laughs> That's fucking incredible. She couldn't wait to go back to my place to pursue uh, to pursue my movies while and select a gore flick. Oh, no. So wouldn't you know it, she pulled out old Cannibal Holocaust. Oh. Her only concern was the animal violence she'd read about. So with me only covering her eyes during the turtle scene, the very first yeah. film we ever watched together was none other than Cannibal Holocaust. Hey. When it ended, she asked, do you happen to have I spit on your grave? Oh, my God. Needs to say, I married her three years later. Let's hear Could, it. Hang on. Dude, hang on. Hang on. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I guess I really do have a question. I really don't have a question, and I certainly didn't bring this up to be argumentative in any way. I share this story simply as a positive example to all your listeners that are still in the dating scene. Too many guys I know are setting alarm clocks and watching these kinds of flicks on mute so that their wives don't find out. Yet having just attended a horror convention this weekend with my wife, I can tell you there are plenty of badass ladies in the extreme scene out there. So don't settle, listeners. Be loud and proud. You are one of the sick on cinema mutants and know that there are no other other mutant out there for you all of you for all of us thanks for the hours of entertainment really makes my work day easier jeff in vegas p.s she also attends AEW shows with me hang on hang on oh hang on, hang on. congratulations <laughs> that is awesome <laughs> like another story that's kind of like similar to that is uh i'm, I'm sure we'll talk to him about it eventually in the future but Herschel. Yeah. Him and his girlfriend watch fucked up shit all the fucking time. Yeah, he like showed her all kinds of weird shit the other day, I reckon. I saw any story. Dude. Like woke her up like, hey honey. <laughs> yeah. Here's my fucked up movie. Here's my <laughs> now And she still loves him, so hey, you know. Now if that was a stranger <laughs> that he did that to, he's get he's probably getting at least some form of lawsuit or arrested. But that because, you know, they're they're dating, it worked out. So hey. Yeah. That's awesome. Thank you for that story. Yeah, that is, that is awesome. Yeah. so I'm so glad to hear about that. Ladies, gentlemen, don't settle. Ooh. There's someone out there who has all kinds of weird interests just like you. Uh, there there definitely, definitely is. So next up is Michael Myers. Michael Myers. Why did you try to turn it into like a funk song? Scat. 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 So hey guys, headphone listeners. Finally, you're talking about Jodorowsky. Yes. <laughs> one of my all time favorite directors, with The Holy Mountain being one of my absolute favorite movies of all time. Oh, yes. Also, I watched Herschel's Totally Twatted Mixtape recently. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> while eating chocolate. Oh, no. Which you could say was a mistake. Yeah. Also, I watched Tar recently, which is just an incredible movie, last year's best. 
I I think. Have you seen it? We have not, unfortunately. I, I don't know. My dumbass hasn't even heard of this. I've heard thing. of it, yeah. Since the movie is about cancel culture and um, also touches upon separating the art from the artist, I wanted to ask you, what is your opinion on said things? Oh. I think cancel culture is sometimes a bit unnecessary, but you but usually helps to keep some real pieces of shit out of the industry. I agree. Which is which I think really helps create a friendlier and better environment for everybody. <laughs> Only some people that still work still have to be canceled since studio executives often sweep their wrongdoings under the rug. Separating the art is, I think, necessary step to preserve art itself. Yeah. Because, for example, if you wouldn't be allowed to watch any Harvey Weinstein production movie, you really miss a lot of classics. Mm-hmm. Also, a lot of classic masters would probably be scumbags if you look at them through today's moral lens. The only line I draw there is child predators, whose art I always try to avoid. Bah. I mean, you said it pretty well yourself. Hey, yeah. yeah. I think you. my sentiment is exactly yours. Um Cancel, like when it comes to stuff like cancel culture, right? Yeah, I always hate when things like that get labels and names because people want to become a part of it, and that's where the negative things come from. It because ultimately what it is is a good thing. Like take speaking out in the wrestling world. Yeah, I know we talk about wrestling a lot. That got out a lot of scumbags. Yes, and it continues to really. Yeah. But there was also a lot of false accusations because people wanted to become a part of this movement. Yeah. Things like that never should be movements. They should be necessary things that are just in place. It shouldn't have a name. It shouldn't have a, you know, like get behind kind of thing. It should just be there. We should just always be actively looking to seek out scumbags and push them out of there. Yeah. I mean, it's like I, I definitely like when we were talking about the movement, like the movement aspect of it. I definitely think a movement aspect is definitely important in certain cases because it start it, it does get the ball rolling mm-hmm. so other people who you know are dealing with some hor- who are dealt with or are dealing with horrible shit can say what happened to them and not have as much fear about it yeah but when when people start throwing out false accusations out there it does become a bit sketchy or also like not just false accusations but like when it's something like this person said this 20 years ago yeah well it, you know that was 20 years ago how do they feel now is what we should be looking yeah. at you know what i mean it's like people who are like oh dumbass tweets from like 2007 it's like man 2007 I'd be terrified to see what i said in 2007 dog like it was just a fucking like I, I know people hate when you say it, but it was just a different fucking time. It really was. Like nobody was conscious of how wrong that shit was. No, they, people just said shit. Yeah, exactly. So like, I hate when that's like all put into the same lot as like the cancel culture yeah. stuff. Because a lot of times cancel culture is like for like you know predators and yeah. rapists and horrible human beings and yes. this guy who maybe said something out of pocket. 30 years ago is it, now all of a sudden is being put in the same yeah. lot as a rapist that's just not the same thing you know? no definitely not and I feel like we have like as a culture as a, a society, a society <laughs> yeah it's like I feel like these type of things are necessary to weed out the pieces of shit but we have to be conscious of who you're throwing away mm-hmm. because if you're just throwing people away for something that was fucking decades ago or you know 10 years ago or a decade ago or whatever then i feel like it, it's just not that, that's not it yeah <clears throat> especially it's like you gotta look at who they are now yes 
Like, let's take for a wrestling example, Jay Briscoe. Yeah. You know, he passed away, unfortunately, recently. But, like, you look at, like, the things Jay Briscoe said that got him in trouble. Like, 10 years ago. Horrible. Yeah. But then you look at, like, what he, what he, what him and his brother had done to make up for that. Yes. And ha- to push the LGBTQ community as hard as they possibly yeah. could. And to back that community as much as they could because they realized what they said was wrong and hurtful. Yeah. You know, to me, that shows real change. Yeah. And it's not just like someone like Hulk Hogan who was like, "Hey guys, sorry I got caught." Yeah, sorry I got caught. Um, they said some other questionable shit too. Yeah, exactly. Like dumb bastard. <laughs> and as far as like separating art from the artist, I agree with that one thousand percent. Yeah, it's like there's definitely movies in my collection, and you know art that I have consumed in the past or whatever or continue to. Mm-hmm. I- I'll use this as an example. Because um, I was actually li- listening to someone talk about it earlier today. Uh, Daughters. Yeah, the band Daughters, yeah. It's like Daughters and Lingua Nada. The whole situation behind that is fucking horrible. It's horrible. It's fucked up. What happened to Lingua Nada is not okay, and it should never be okay. Mm-hmm. But, but we cannot sit here and deny that Daughters' music is not good. Yeah, nor that, and that's the thing, too. It's like, you know, uh, what's his name? Lex, what is the fuck is Lee Sanger's name? Oh, fuck. What is his name? I can't remember. His I name can't think. He's not daughters. No, he's one member. He is one member. These other guys work their asses off too to create that music and create that yeah. art, and they don't deserve to have it thrown away because one dumbass. Exactly. Who did something horrible? And like, uh, it, it is a complicated. It is complicated, but I, I honestly do think you nailed it on the head mm-hmm. with that because you got to preserve the art. Yes. More people worked on this than just one person. Exactly. It shouldn't be thrown in the trash can because of one person. I I am all all for art, all art, you know, being preserved. Yeah. And being uh, you know, available for people to look at. I do agree with him that it gets shaky when it comes to child stuff. Like yes. You look at the works of like Victor Salva, but in a lot of ways, I think you can tie Victor Salva's demons himself yeah. into his films. Especially Clown House, but yeah. even the Jeepers Creepers movies. Like for me personally, like I'm not going to judge somebody if they like Jeepers Creepers, but for me personally, that's just not something I want to own. Not something nope. I want to consume. You know, I would rather not. Well, the Victor Salva should have just not been let back into the community. That's true. And that if that happened, you know, if it was brought up, you know, more recently, then I feel like a lot of that shit he would have been fucking ousted. Yeah. And same thing with like like Woody Allen, right? Oh boy, like that's a whole can of worms. Oh boy, is it Roman Polanski? Roman Polanski, and that's it. You know, I know that makes me hypocritical because like I own and really love some of Polanski's yeah. work. You know, like like uh, uh, fucking help me, man. What's the name of the movie that I love? Uh, um, uh, I just drew a blank for some reason. Rosemary's uh, Baby. Rosemary's Baby's good. But that's not the one I'm talking about. Uh, what the hell's the name of that movie, Matt? Oh, uh, which one? Fucking uh, oh, I spent the chick. She lives in the fucking apartment. She's isolated. Oh my god! Oh my Why can't I think of this? I love this movie. Why can't I think of the name of this movie? Hang on. Keep talking. Fucking no! I'm gonna get it. God damn it! I'm gonna pull it up, bro. No, you ain't. Don't do it. <laughs> this is this is how this is how we get dumber. Oh, I actually I know what it is now. But. Fucking uh, repulsion. Yep, there. Oh it is. my god! See, that's that's how you get dumb. Is you it. look it up. You gotta sit there and fight your own brain to be like I can't remember what the name of this movie is. <laughs> Come on, we can do it. And eventually, <laughs> you'll get there and you'll think of it. It's it's better to do that than just go Google it. Yeah, sure. I don't know how I got on that rant, but. <laughs> 
Um, I'm, I'm just going to continue to Google shit because I'm dumb. But uh, thank you, Michael Myers, for the question. Very yeah. uh, interesting stuff. You know, fun to, di- you know, not necessarily fun to discuss, but definitely. Uh, Very interesting. Yeah, not something we get to talk about a whole lot. No. <laughs> Next up. We got a fucking picture here. What is that? I, I, I think you did this last time. It's the Box Creek Films logo. Oh, okay. Yeah, see? <laughs> it's rubber chicken. <laughs> Steven Grishchuk from Box Creek Films. He's made these cool fucking little skeleton things. I need to get one when I get paid. Dude, they're so sick. Uh, go buy one of those and go buy his fucking movies. Dude. Like, I always on, say it every episode, but we're going to say it every more. Yeah. He's a fucking extremely kind dude. Mm-hmm. He's uh, talked to us countless times, and it's just been nothing but a sweetheart to us. Yes, and his movies absolutely fuck. So ch- ch- check his shit out, man. Yep, it's so it's so fun. Yeah, love those movies. Pepper yes. Green and uh, Color Space Blood Red. Yep. Um, his question is, my dudes. You guys are amazing for shouting me out on the Uneasy Terrain Explorers Club. Great episode, and you're beyond awesome for that. Not a problem at all. Oh, no problem we generally love your shit. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's fun as fuck, dude. If you had to watch one film with your folks sitting next to you on the couch as they judge you harshly, would you rather watch Tumbling Doll of Flesh, oh boy. Nigga Daruma, or The Angel's Melancholy? Either way, your folks are going to be pissed and uh, disappointed as why they, they as how they raised you. Keep tearing it up, guys. Loving all the good stuff you're up to appreciate it thank you very much man that's hard because one bro, of- fucking dora again man i can't <laughs> he's mad standing up i'm standing up right now i <laughs> we've got to separate ourselves from this man <laughs> well then pick tumbling doll flesh to watch with your mom yeah f- sh- no <laughs> Honestly, I'm, no, no, that's that's both horrible. Both pretty rough because one's a porno. Yeah, so you gotta sit through a porno next to your your family. And the other one has pornographic shit in it and a lot of bodily fluids. Oh God, I, I think I'd rather cut my toe off. <laughs> I'd take a shovel and just. <laughs> I guess I'd go. <laughs> Man, I don't even know. I'd go Angels Melancholy because Dad would be, Mom and Dad would guaranteed to fall asleep at some point. Pretty quickly. You know what? That's actually true. My, my mother would fall asleep <laughs> immediately. Yes. Like, yeah, before I even got to the first fucked up scene. Then, then I'd turn it off before anything else happened. <laughs> Thank you, Stephen, for that fucked up, horrific oh scenario. My God. <laughs> the idea of watching Tone Doll flesh with my mother makes me sick. Makes me <laughs> sick to my stomach. And last but not least on this epic edition, this mammoth portion of the listener questions, yes. is Whip Scorpion. Whip Scorpion. (laughs) Hiya. Love your podcast. It's been my number one Spotify for the past three, maybe four years. Holy shit. That's insane. (laughs) What the fuck? Why aren't you listening to better podcasts? (laughs) Anyways, would you ever consider doing an episode on Southeast Asian films, or do you have any recommendations? I've always loved to die. Man, I can't read. I've always wanted to dive in and find the gems, but it's a lot of shift to sift through. Well, I don't see many people talking about them. Thanks, and keep up kicking ass. Thank you. Thank you so much, Web Scorpion. That means the world to us. That's awesome. That's fucking awesome. Southeast um, Asian cinema. So I'm trying to get like all the areas of the map of Asia correct here in my brain, and yes, it's yes, not yes, working. Yes, yes, yes. So you're gonna have to help I'm me. I'm pretty sure. Let me Google this. We have. Uh, we have. Uh, even though I, you know, just said that we shouldn't Google things. Boo this man, everybody. But Boo. I'm not good. At, I'm not good at geography. Boo. <laughs> I used to be, but I, I'm not anymore. Boo. Stop booing me. Fuck you all. I'm right. 
I don't know. Not Southwest Airlines. <laughs> Southwest Airlines. <laughs> Not Southeast Oral Surgery. What is that? Hey, yo. Hey, yo. We've been Googling that. Did I Google that? Yeah, apparently. Oh, that's probably when I got my tooth removed, dog. <laughs> uh, what are the 11 countries in Southeast Asia? We have Brunei, Burma, Cambodia, Timor Leste, Indonesia, Laos. I'm Laos. <laughs> no, no. They're Chinese or Japanese? <laughs> Malaysia, the Philippines, Singapore, Thailand, and Vietnam. Oh, my God. Oh. Man, that's tough. Yeah. I actually don't know a lot about Southeast Asian horror. I've heard of Indonesian movies before, but I cannot think of a single fucking one right Which, now. Which, uh... That tells me that we do need to do an episode on Southeast yes. Asian horror films. Um, let me look at a list of Southeast Asian horror films, see if I recognize anything. Okay. I know there's uh, Timo Tejanto, who I believe is from Thailand, who did uh, Macabre is one of the movies he did. Hmm. And um, he uh, he's... Um, He's pretty well known. He did a, um, a I know I'm saying I'm a lot because I'm also looking at pictures of <laughs> horror movies. <laughs> oh, but, fuck! But it's uh, not horror. But I, yeah, I. <laughs> we got to figure out a way to do in these two movies, the raid one and two. Yeah, I think it's not he, horror, but the guy who directed those two, I think, is also like from South Africa, maybe South Africa. Yeah. Oh, and there's also fucking uh, Mystics in Bali. Yeah, I knew that one. But Timo Tejanto is more of extreme. Like, he's known for, like, fucked up shit. Like, he's the guy who did the segment, or he co-directed the segment in uh, VHS 2, The Cult. Yeah. Yeah, so, like, and I think he's the guy who did the jerk-off segment in one of the ABCs of Death <laughs> as well. So, yeah, Timo Tejanto, if you're looking for extreme shit, he definitely would be uh, one of the guys to look at. But, yeah, I think that uh, for sure we needed to do an episode on Southeast horror, Oh yeah, Southeast Asia horror. I would like to delve deeper into that because I'm getting into Hong Kong cinema right now, and I'd love to, like, yeah. expand out more. I know, like, there's, like, Ungbok. That's yeah. That's not horror at all. That's action. Yes. That's good shit. <laughs> you know, like... Well, I was looking at Indonesia, and there, there's um, the Forbidden Door that Synapse did. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sure I've seen some. I just, you know, can't place them at the second, you know. I, was like, I know I've seen Mystics in Bali and, of course, the Raid movies, and all three of those movies absolutely fuck. Bedeviled was not... I think that's, I think that's uh, like China or something like that. South Korea? Maybe no, South Korea. Yeah. Hang on. I don't, I don't want to... Well, we're not We're not being racist. It's, it's racial, okay? And I know... <laughs> <laughs> and there's also... Uh, what is the name of that? Primitives? To like a Indonesian... Oh, yeah. And there's all kinds of like exploitation films that have been made in like Indonesia. The devil is South Korea. In the Philippines. Yeah. You know, like a lot of... Actually, like Roger Corman stuff was made in the Philippines. Really? And I know there's like Queen of Black Magic that's out of that area. <laughs> Where did Bruno film his later films? That was the Philippines. Yeah. <laughs> and there's also those movies that Severin put out that's like Blood Island and mm. shit like that. Yeah. yeah those, those were also out of the Philippines. So I would love to get delve deeper more into Southeast Asian horror. So yeah. Oh yeah. Thank you for the recommendation. We'll add that to our little book. Yes. We've got a ton of shit we need to add to that book too. Yeah, for sure. But uh, that's it. That's all the listener questions. Oh shit. It. That was a long one. I'm sweating. You are sweating. It's hot in this room. Yeah. So, anyways, <laughs> if you like, <laughs> look, man, that wasn't even a joke. I'm literally just a, what the, don't spray my nose spray at me <laughs> for my crippling allergies. That's for big sure. It's happening right here, hardcore too. Stuff, blue. dude. I had a migraine from hell because of allergies <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> I was miserable. 
Man, nose spray has such a unique smell. Huh? It does. Like, I can smell it. Yeah. Anyways. It's not a very pleasant smell. No, nah, it's very chemically. <laughs> if you would like to join these lovely people who we love with all of our heart and we appreciate greatly, you can do so by going to sickoncinema at gmail.com and dropping a line, or you can wait to the week of the episode. We are mostly a bi-weekly podcast, and we'll post lovely images as we're taking questions with skeletons dancing and going crazy, and you can ask in the comment section below. Yeah! <laughs> Hell yeah. Use my nose spray. It's going to be dripping out your nose here in a second. I didn't use that much. Okay. <laughs> I didn't go like... So, with that being said, we're going to take a short, short intermission. And when we come back, we are talking the films of Alejandro Jodorowsky. Yes. Jodorowsky. Ho- Jod- mm. However you say it. Jodorowsky. Ho- we're probably going to say it seven different ways. So, whichever which way you prefer is the way we'll go with We're two obese dipshits from Tennessee. We can barely expect. talk. <laughs> It, we barely know English. Yeah, so forgive us. I definitely failed an English class in school. Yeah, big true, big That's true. That's because I just wasn't there, but <laughs> you just didn't show up. Yeah. So anyways, we'll be right back here on Sick on Cinema. I was a truancy kid. <laughs> Hell yeah. Californian students studying Eastern European history are about to embark on a journey into another world. A land of superstition and living hell. Anybody speak English? A journey into fear. They escape for their lives on an old train pulled by an evil force, headed towards the door of hell. And one by one are led into a string of macabre deaths. Beverly is now designed to be the chosen one. destination is the most frightening event of all. The passion play. The coronation as the princess of darkness. You did it twice is the funniest fucking thing ever. Because <laughs> you didn't record the first time. <laughs> so, the fact you just did so I had that in my head when I went to the fucking kitchen because I know you did the, oh, we're back. So I was going to do the Kurt Angle. Yeah. 
But you did hit record, so I had to do it twice. I don't know why I just tickled me so much, but it really does. <laughs> like, we're stupid. back. Yeah, I was like, we're back. And you're like, yeah. Like, now we're recording. Oh, I'm recording. So I just thought you'd do something different. They used to the exact same. <laughs> That's all I had in my head was, yeah. Woo. All right. All right. Joe Dorowski. Yeah. Joe Dorowski. We're going to talk about one of the greatest on tours of all time. <laughs> Why are, why are we the ones to do this? Yeah, we are not educated or... Why did so many people want us to do Jodorowsky? Or hold... <laughs> I've said it in my brain what was the correct way all week, but now I can't stop saying Jodorowsky. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Jodorowsky. Fuck. Because he's Mexican, right? I believe he's from Mexico. He's either in Mexico or somewhere in that vicinity. His movies are in Mexico. Yeah, I'm almost 100% sure he is from Mexico. Okay. So it would be Hodorowski. Okay. Alejandro Hodorowski. I guess we could have Googled that while we were on the break. Nah, but whatever. Anyways. <laughs> mm. Mm. Yeah, one of the greatest auteurs to ever live. Yes. We're not educated enough or uh, scholarly enough to be speaking on this man's work. Nope. Or the deeper meanings behind his films. But we're going to give it our best shot. And uh, we hope you enjoy it. <laughs> we do better at talking about movies that are just inherently just very straightforward. Yeah. That's and just feature. fucked up. But anyways, we're going to do this. So uh, I guess the best place to start is always, like we always do, is like, uh, where did you first like kind of learn about Jodorowsky or Hodorowsky? Oh, God. Um, I mean, I'd heard about Santa Sangre for years. Mm. And I remember seeing a video about uh, movies and stuff like that where it was just like, oh, because it was mid-COVID. Uh, you, you know the person I'm not going to bring up the sort of fucking fight here. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, go for it. But, and Santa Sangre and the Holy Mountain were brought up. Not El Topo? Not El Topo, surprisingly. That's why they suck. Anyways, keep going. <laughs> hmm. Anyway. <laughs> yes. And I was like, as soon as I saw the, the clips she used from those movies, I was like, I want to see these. Mm -hmm. And then we watched, you had the box set. Yeah. And we I, do, had them, I had that thing pre-ordered. Yeah. <laughs> we watched everything in it pretty much besides... The, the documentary, the documentary, made. which I've still not watched because I just don't know how I feel about it. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know about that. Yeah, but uh, for me, it's like there was a. I guess I can't remember when the Anchor Bay box set came out. The uh, it was El Topo and Holy, Holy Mountain, Mountain, right? Yes, yeah. yeah. Uh, I can't remember when that came out, but I know when it came out. Uh, I was intrigued by El Topo because I was into westerns at the time, spaghetti westerns in particular. Yeah. So I wanted to see that one. So I rented it, and this is during the time where uh, Blockbuster and Netflix mailed you DVDs. <laughs> and wild. they had the wildest shit on there. Like, the amount of crazy movies I rented from there is insane. Yeah. You know, pretty much my entire, like, first viewings on most of, like, the most extreme shit ever was from <laughs> either Blockbuster or Netflix. That's insanity. Um so I rented El Topo and watched it and fell in love with it. And uh, many, not too long after that, I became more educated on cult cinema through Jonathan Ross. Yes. Which is so interesting because I feel like in the UK, he's no more as like a Jay Leno or yeah. a Conan O'Brien. But for me, he's the guy who hosted the Incredibly Strange Film Show mm -hmm. and son of the Incredibly Strange Film Show. And I want to say it was called Masters of Cinema. Something like that, yeah. Uh, which was just these like docu-series he did. Your stomach just made the wildest noise. I tried to get away from the microphone as soon as possible. It was just like, oh my are you okay? Is Quado in there? No, that wasn't my stomach, bro. That was my throat. Is Quado in your throat, dude? Quado. You ever for fucking Total Recall? <laughs> no. Wow. 
<laughs> Anyways, no, I don't know why. I don't know why that happened. That was bizarre. <laughs> that was wild, dude. Sorry, your esophagus is gonna pop. <laughs> so I was smoking. <laughs> Anyways, down. yeah. So like, you know, you know he's kind of known as like a Conan O'Brien or a Jay Leno or something like that. But yep. like for me, he's like this like guy who like introduced me to like a lot of the craziest shit that I know. Yeah, and like you showed me uh, the incredibly strange film show or picture show, whatever. It's either film or picture. I don't remember. I think it's film. Head. And I just went on a rabbit hole of watching a bunch of it. And it's great. Yes, it's really good. But he did like these like longer episodes. That I think it was called Masters of Cinema. I could yeah. be wrong about that. But he did one on like David Lynch. Yeah. He did one on Jackie Chan. I think Jackie Chan was actually... Was it Was it the uh, Incredibly Strange Film Show? Maybe it was. I think it was. But he did Cronenberg. Yeah. Um, oh, my God. I'm not... I'm, you're I'm, not doing all right. Oh, my God. <laughs> what was it? But he did an episode on Alejandro Hodorowski, and in particular, it focused heavily on Santa Sangre. Yeah. Because that was the time his newest movie. This is probably like 92, 93-ish, probably when these were yeah. made. So, like, it was new-ish. Yeah. And he also talked about Dune. Dune, yeah. Because, you know, I don't know if you know, but Hodorowski was supposed to do Dune. Yes. And his ideal was like seven hours long or something like that. Oh, my God. And the studio was like, nah, we'll get David Lynch to do it. <laughs> Dog. <laughs> Which is, again, like, what the hell y'all doing? But anyways, I digress. Okay, okay. Well, let's go from one cinematic weirdo to the next. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, all right. So I uh, immediately was like, like, I seen the images of like Holy Mountain and Santa Sangre and I'd seen El Topo and loved El Topo, so then I got Santa Sangre and loved it, and, and spoiler alert, fucking fell in love with that movie. Yeah. And it was many years later until I saw Holy Mountain. I don't know why it was the one I avoided, but, you know. It's probably because it wasn't the one that was not as widely available. That's the thing, is like, you know, I had the Blu-ray of El Topo yeah. from Anchor Bay. Uh, what you gave, you got the box set, so now I have it. Yeah. So, yeah. That, that's my backstory with Hodorowski. It all came from a British TV presenter. <laughs> That's bizarre, but very interesting. So, let's get into the works of Hodorowski now. Yes. And we'll start at the very beginning. Yes. 1968. I just want to say right up front, like, he was on a roll. Mm-hmm. Because, like, the first three movies here all come, like, almost back to back. Yep. And this is... Uh, Fondo, Fondo, and Lise, or Fondo Elise. Yeah, Fondo and Lise, Fondo Elise. Fondo Elise sounds better, flows better, but Fondo and Lise, I mean, it literally is what yeah. it means. Yeah, it's just <laughs> what it means. Man, I have been staying up at night, shivering in cold sweats, thinking about how I was going to describe the plot of these fucking movies. Oh, boy. Because, like, none of them are easy. Not even no. the easiest one is easy. No, because it's all complicated. Yeah. So Fondo Elise tells the story of Fondo Elise, a couple traversing the barren wastelands of maybe a post-apocalyptic world. Maybe. Maybe. There is definitely indications that that might be the case. Yeah. Uh, definitely a surrealistic world. Yes. Uh, looking for the lost city of Tar, which it was told to uh, Fondo by a older gentleman that might have been his father. Or Maybe. grandfather. So, so, something like uh, that. They encounter many strange people along the way, and based the film is uh, following these encounters and the relationship between Fondo and Lise. Yes. and That's a simple way to put it. It's a simple way to put it, but it's also the most toxic relationship you'll see on screen. Yeah. Um, Fondo's <laughs> a piece of fucking work, ain't he? Fondo, like, my first note is like, man, we ain't even in a 10 minutes of this movie, he's already cheating on Lise. <laughs> Not only is he cheating on Lise, but he, like... At one point, he just abandons her to the mud people. <laughs> yeah, he does do that. Which, out of context, sounds racist. <laughs> but uh, it's not. 
No, they're mud people, literally. They're literally coming out of the mud. Mm-hmm. But and then, like, at one point, he tries to get a bunch of people to gang rape her, and it's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. You psychopath. Which, that's the thing about the movie, right? Like, yeah. It's this toxic relationship. It's like, you know, what is love kind of thing, you know? What is love? <laughs> Lady, don't hurt me. But, yeah, I don't know. This is a strange fucking movie. Yeah, it's surreal. It has... All kinds of fucking crazy shit in it. This isn't Jodorowsky at his most, like, unleashed. No, we'll talk about that later. But it definitely, I feel like, is, like, Jodorowsky at his most, like, pushing that surrealistic style yeah. to its maximum, right? Yes. Like, going solely with the surreal images, where I feel like, with Fondo Elise, the best way to watch it is not going into it to watch a film that has a three-act narrative and a cohesive plot it's a, a it's a experience of imagery yes is the best way to watch Fondo Elise yeah um cause the narrative is sort of clear in Fondo Elise I mean we know their goal their goal is to get to the lost city or forgotten city something like that of Tar mm-hmm. but it seems like they journey off the path a couple of times. The whole movie. The whole movie, they're just never on path. They're just constantly going from, like, one strange group of people to the next. Yes. And I mean, from the get to go, like, the first thing, like, one of the first things we see is, like, Fondo and Lise, like, rolling up on this, like, bow, like, like ballroom. <laughs> but they're outside, and, like, this band is playing while people are dancing, and the piano is on fire. Yeah, it's fucking bizarre. And then they, like, they get Fondo to, like, follow a girl, and then they make fun of him. Because, like, dude, this part, I wrote a note about it, but... Like, the whole idea was like, oh, he's going to be blindfolded so he can find this girl and kiss her. And then the dude kisses him. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, you're gay. Yeah. You're gay, bro. It's like, oh, he's totally the one that's gay when you're the one who did it. It's but. like the fucking episode of South Park where Cartman <laughs> takes a picture of himself with Butter's dick in his mouth and that makes Butter gay. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what the fuck? But, like, yeah, like, and, like, you're already seeing a lot of, like, tropes in Jodorowsky's films. The vast landscapes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Jodorowsky's films seem so big. It's because they very much are. Mm-hmm. Like, he never, like, I, I don't know what budget he he had for any of these movies, but he never compromised his vision for anything. No. But I'm also talking about big and, like, scope. Like, not just, like, scale of, like, budget. Yeah. I'm talking about actual, like, film. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, the, the landscapes are so vast, and there's so many wide shots yeah. of just, like, emptiness and, like... I think that plays a lot into the story of these two lost souls journeying for somewhere to belong. Yeah. You know, and in this vast emptiness around them. Also, uh, something to bring up, too, is Lise is also a paraplegic. Yeah, which is another trope that will come about in many of Jodorowsky's films. In that, like, he uses what I, th- I would think many people would consider the outcast of society. Yeah. And there's usually, like, one that's an able body and another one that has some form of handicap. Yeah. That goes through all these movies. Yes. And, like, there's just all different types of things going on in these fucking movies. <laughs> this one in particular is, like, I can't... It's not Jodorowsky's best, but you're you're already seeing, like, who he is yeah. as a filmmaker and what his voice is. You know what I mean? Like... Yeah. Honestly, he stayed very consistent. You know, about, like, the outcast longing for something. Yeah. I, like, I, I'm trying to think of, like, 
things to say about this movie, but it's hard mm-hmm. because like there's just there was so much going on. There's so much crazy imagery too that like you feel like has something to do with something, or does it? Yeah, I mean that's the thing about surrealism, right? Like, yes, is like, it, does it have a meaning or is it just art? Yeah, it's like you know, life but altered. Yeah, like the scene where they're just hucking eggs at Fondo. Yeah, like fun. eggs very much can represent life. Yes, where it's like you know, it giveth and it taketh away, and an egg can be fertile or infertile. But at the same time, it could also just be them just picking on him by throwing eggs at him. It's true. So you know, the whole idea, like this movie plays a lot with death. The fuck was that? I have no clue, bro. Anyways, <laughs> oh my god, oh my god. Yeah, this film plays a lot in the theme of death. Yeah, which I think a lot of genre these movies play. Yes, yeah, plays with life and death a lot, especially in... like except for like Holy Mountain. Like Holy Mountain is the only one I don't feel like is very much about like death and the impact it has on people. Yeah, it's more. We'll, we'll, we'll get into it. Yeah, but like this one, it's like you know he's searching for the city of Tar because of this person he loved died. Right. Yeah. You know, and and like. Lisa's is with him because of this insane <laughs> tragedy that happened to her. Yeah, <laughs> where she was, you know, ruthlessly attacked by a bunch of goons performers. I don't know what they were, but they were weird and they needed to get the hell out of here. I'm calling them goons. Yeah, they were definitely goons. But like, you know, like again, like talking about like the eggs, and then like, you know, we see later we see Fondo's mother. Yeah, with the. IV bags and the flowers and you know oh like, yeah like it, like there's so much surreal imagery in this but it's all about death right yes like so, even at the end they're talking about like when, when I die would you forget me yeah and you're like no I'd go to your grave with a dog you know and shit like that like this movie's all about like just death yeah it's about <laughs> like Tar doesn't exist I don't think they never get there because they spoiler they, alert <laughs> spoiler alert, yeah because they go in circle mm-hmm. they even say that like oh I think we, we've been here before yeah right. And I, I don't know. I guess it's a maybe it's a representation that life is just a constant circle yeah. of like fucking time is a flat circle kind of thing. Yeah, like kind of, we're all doomed to repeat the same shit over and over and over again until yeah. we die. Yes. Yeah, I get that. Um, it's, it plays with existentialism, which yeah. you know, Jodorowsky's good at that. For my brain's not the best thing. <laughs> but Jodorowsky's really good at that. Yes, he's very good at that. Uh, yeah. But I don't know. I really like Fondo Elise. I, like I said, I think the best way to watch it is not going to it thinking you're going to get something out of it like you would a normal movie. Yeah. The best way to watch Fondo Elise is to experience it as a piece of art. Yeah. Well, uh, a movie I would compare, not necessarily in, like in, in that sense, but not exactly. Like, it's something even like Begotten. Yeah. Begotten is something you have to experience what, rather than be like, hmm, what is the story of this movie? Because yeah. it does have a story underneath all of that shit. Shit, but it's like it's it's an experience to, that you're supposed to just take in as art. Yeah, exactly. And Begotten more so, even more than Fondo Elise. Oh yeah, because Begotten is like truly just images. Yeah, at least with Fondo Elise, there is dialogue and like character interaction and shit like that. <laughs> yes, you know? but like I do, th- I get that comparison a lot too because it's like you know they're just it's just a movie that's like that's the best way to experience it is just to experience it. Yeah. You know, um, I'm going going to have a, a little bit of a pause right here, just in case you want to cut this out. But the awesome thing I also want to say about Jodorowsky's movies is uh, many of the acts in these movies are now illegal in the state of Tennessee. <laughs> 
God damn you. Because you know, I don't cut shit out and you know that. Well, you know. I'm not, <laughs> not going to get into that too. Jodorowsky does highlight the LGBT community quite a bit. Yes. I, I said I don't, I don't quite know what his like motivation behind it was. I don't know. So I'm afraid to like be like... That's awesome. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it's like, look at like the Exoticos in Mexico wrestling. Yeah. It's like, on one hand, it's cool because they're spotlighting, you know, people. They're, they're spot, spotlighting the LGBTQ plus community. However. But, yeah. It is like, haha, look at funny man in dress. I mean, it. yeah. And they chant slurs at them and shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, I don't know. I... Uh, yeah. That's a complicated topic that someone far more educated than us needs to tackle. Yeah. <laughs> we are not qualified at all. I didn't mean for this to go into like a discussion like that. I mean, it was just me th- make, making fun of our shitty state, but... You know what I gotta say about that? God damn it. Stank ass over here. Stank ass? Yeah. I like Fondo Elise. Yeah, I do too. It's a strange one. It's one that is definitely harder to discuss than some of Jodorowsky's other works. I, I, yeah, I'm having a hard time, like... I would recommend watching it, though. It's black and white. I think it's really gorgeous. Yeah, it is. Very beautifully shot. Uh, I like... That's another trend, but... I will, I will say that I do at times find Lease to be grading. You think you think Lisa's is grading? Just... No, just like... Not that... She, I, I feel bad for her. Yeah. But, like, she's grading in the way that kind of, like, some people can find Franklin from Texas Chainsaw Massacre grading. Oh, oh okay. Which is just like, God damn. Like, <laughs> all you do is complain. <laughs> Uh, I see Fondo is grading. Fondo's the bastard. Because he's just a fucking asshole the entire movie to this person who is just like in love with him no matter what he does. Mm-hmm. It's just like, oh, you fucking prick. But I mean like, because he's, she's just constantly like, Fondo, please, Fondo, Fondo, please. I didn't bother me as much. No, 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 I'm not saying it did. I think I said she can be. I mean, yeah. I mean, I guess. But she the, like, can I don't be, but... like. Some people think Franklin's grading. I don't think he's grading. I don't think he's, I feel bad for Franklin. Yeah. You know, so I feel bad for for, for Lise. You know. Yeah. But I could see how someone could be like, "Gosh, she's getting on my nerves." You know, like, yeah. like, like, <laughs> like. Also, something I just not thought about that I didn't think about when I even watched this the first time. Mm. There's a whole scene where they're like painting each other. Yeah. Lise is walking. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I think a lot of her her handicap comes from trauma. Mm, well, because you see, like you see her flashback and what happened to her. Yeah, it's fucked up. Oh yeah, it's real fucked up. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really fucked up. And and that's another theme of uh, some of Jodorowsky movies is childhood trauma oh, and what yeah. it does to a person. Yeah, <laughs> two movies in particular. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But uh, yeah, Fon- I, yeah, Final Lease I think is is well worth your time though. Oh yeah, it's definitely. very little talked about in the catalog of Hudorowski because it's just kind of overshadowed. And I feel like I added absolutely fucking nothing here, and I apologize because I just I don't know what to say. Really, so. about I think it. Like we had a good conversation about okay. Final Release. <laughs> I just being self conscious. I guess. Yeah, I mean, like it's a hard movie to talk about. You know. Yeah, I'm just trying to like think of what I should say about it, and I don't I don't know if there's anything for me to add that you didn't say already. Yeah, is like it, it's an experience, but not to the point where it, <laughs> where some people I would say think something like begotten is unwatchable. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's not definitely not to that extent. It's definitely one of those movies where I could see somebody watching it being like, nothing happened. Yeah, like a lot happened, but nothing happened. Which I feel like that is a 
bit of a critique I have. Mm. I can say it's a bit dull at times. Where it is kind of just them wandering around. Mm-hmm. And there's tons of shit happening. But none of it is like... Nothing advances the story, really. No, but the, the point mm-hmm. is not to focus in on the story as much as as much as it's just going on this journey with them. Mm-hmm. Which it's like uh, another movie that I would say is I'm just bringing up movies here, but um, it's more of an experience of a movie. It's even something like Easy Rider. Yeah, I can see that. Where sure. like, it's just like a journey. Yeah, you're just supposed to you're you're with them for the journey. Yeah, I think that makes a lot. I think I could totally see Dennis Hopper being influenced by Hodorowski. Oh, oh God! For yeah. that, you know, <laughs> I can also see him being influenced by drugs. Lots of drugs. Dude. But I could say the same thing about Hodorowski. Oh God, yeah, yeah. Well, Check you, out. You said you thought he was doing peyote or something like that. <laughs> I guarantee he was tripping on peyote because <laughs> he isn't taking any like conventional like may, just like normally. It could be LSD or something. No. Like that. No, 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 it had to be something wild. Yeah, it's it'd be yeah, something <laughs> crazy. But yeah, that's fun to release. I like it. I yeah, check too. it out. Um, but now we're getting into his absolute classics. I mean, I don't think it's any like, uh, yeah, any any hide in this. You know, I mean, Final Release is a great movie. I highly recommend it. But these are the ones that made Hodorowski the legend he is. Yeah, and I'm just gonna go ahead and do a bit of a spoiler alert here. Um, all all of these movies here, at least in my brain, that they're all absolutely fucking perfect movies. They're certified hood classics. Absolutely, <laughs> I adore. God damn it. That's your own fault. It's a fan. Fuck. Fuck. There you go. <laughs> Anyways. Oh, it didn't work. They still got blowed. <laughs> Anyways. Right. So next up is 1970. Yes. And the film that made me fall in love with Hodorowsky as a filmmaker. Yeah. El Topo. Man. Where to begin with El Topo? Oh my god, this movie's fucking gorgeous. It is gorgeous. Uh, it's also immensely violent, dude. <laughs> it's one of the most violent westerns of all time. It's so fucking brutal. But so this is a film of three acts, basically. Yes, and it's not done in a way like your normal three act structure. Because no. just doesn't do that. No, um, except for maybe Santa so, Yeah, something we did not bring up with the with Fondo at least is that. A lot of his movies, even from uh, from Fondo at least to uh, Holy Mountain, very much follow in a, almost like a playwright. Yeah, like chapters. Yeah, where it's like, oh, here's chapter one. It's this. Mm-hmm. Where El Topo has, I'd say it has like it's like four chapters, something like that. Yeah, and um, it each just follows our our lead, which I don't know if I remember his name. And El Topo. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's just El Topo. Oh. Hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I thought that was just the name of the movie. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he is El Topo. Okay, well, <laughs> yeah. So it's like you know, and it makes sense he would write that way because Hodorowski did come from like the surrealist play playwright movement. Yes, you know? and he made a, a ton of fucking plays, more than he did movies, even. Yeah. So El Topo begins with a father taking his son out to the desert to bury his toy and a mirror. Yeah. Uh, to. Uh, bring in uh, that he's becoming a man right this is a ritual to like show that manhood one thing I'll say is get your, get your kids some fucking clothes that's another trope in some of Horowski's movies that yeah, I'm not I'm, a big fan of but no <laughs> I don't I don't I don't need to see this this little boy butt ass naked <laughs> he's your fucking kid too what are you doing <laughs> why why Anywho, it's just a look. Okay, hang on, hang on, hang on. It's like it's just just, it's just weird. I get that, but we're moving on. Uh, okay, okay. 
no point harping on this. It has no bearing on whether or not the movie's good or bad. No, no, it has absolutely no fucking, like, shit there. But it's just, it's just fucking weird. I don't know why he did it. It's a different culture, too, Matt. I mean, okay, okay, okay. I'll drop it. <laughs> I'll drop it. So, <laughs> after he does this ceremony with his son, he goes back to the village where they where they live, and they find that the entire village has been massacred, and I mean fucking massacred. There's literally rivers of blood. Yeah, there's pools of blood, bodies in the street, people hung in the church, and it was, <laughs> he finds out it's this group of bandoleros yeah. who have come through and raped and pillaged the village, you know, and taken people hostage, so they do what, you know, westerns do. It's time to get revenge, baby. So that kind of plays the first part of the film. From there, he meets this girl who's been held captive by the Bandoleros. Uh, he falls for her immediately. Uh, abandons yes. his son. <laughs> well, okay. He, he does technically abandon his kid. <laughs> but in the story's relevancy, it has a point. Yes. It's, it's like... You don't need me now. You're a man now. You're a man. You're, you're you have to become a man. Mm-hmm. And when you find me, you kill me. Exactly. Which that's that's a lot to put on a child. It is a lot to put on the child. It's a lot to put on a child having to go through a literal fucking creek of fucking blood too. But <laughs> he fucking puts guy of his misery. Yeah. He's like, he's like, please kill me. And he hands the kid the gun to shoot him. Yep. I guess like, hey, you're a man now. You're a man now. Cap this guy that's lived in this village for your whole life. <laughs> it's fucked up. Your neighbor, shoot him right in the fucking head. Right, right in the skull piece. <laughs> so, you know, after that, they go into the desert. And uh, in this desert, they are the greatest gunmen that have ever lived. Yeah. Right? And this woman wants him to go and defeat all the greatest gunmen to prove how amazing he is. Yeah. Gaslighting the shit out of him, basically. Yeah. Um, she's not good for him. Let's put it that way. And so, so, something also I, I want to bring up is I, I do feel like maybe Jodorowsky, not Jodorowsky, God damn it. Um, maybe he had some problems with his mom, maybe? Possible. Very possible. Because a lot of these movies have a... Uh, um, maternal angle. Yeah, for sure. I can see that. Um, so he begins to challenge all these gunmen, except for he knows he's not good enough to beat them. Yeah. So she convinces him to cheat. Yes. And all goes well for a while until something happens that he finds that this isn't always going to work. No. So he's essentially left for dead. And he finds his way in this cave. Yeah. Which I don't know how that happened, but... Okay, so he, he gets shot mm-hmm. and is left for dead so i assume like he enters like some form of coma maybe yeah like this cave like formed around him like that's an interesting thing about i it didn't too. think about that part but yeah that's an interesting thing about it too is because like everyone ages except for him yes right like he becomes like yeah his hair turns white and his beard turns white but i always assumed that was like pale from not being exposed to the sun for years. Yeah. Not that it had gone gray, because it's not gray. No, it's white. Yeah. It's white, like, for example, like, me and John's, one of me and John's biggest fear is spiders. Yeah. When they are under, underneath the ground for, not the ground, but underneath something for a long, 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 long time, they become fucking white. Yeah. So it's like, then he he's discovered by this, like, group of... Outcasts, yeah, essentially, uh, handicapped people, people who have been kicked to the curve by this town, basically, yeah. Uh, 
and they take care of him and eventually he awakens from his coma and to thank them he wants to raise money to get them out of this cave and get them back into society there is a problem though and that problem is that there is a cult Mm-hmm. There's that, a town that essentially is the bourgeoisie. Yeah. Uh, very rich, deplorable people <laughs> yes. who run this town who are absolutely heinous. And uh, pretty much fucking uh, Jodorowsky's take on uh, fucking Sodom and Gomorrah, basically. Pretty, pretty much. This like hedonistic fucking amoral town. Yes. And they all like have this weird like fascination with like i guess what people would describe as like the illuminati type look to it but Mm -hmm. it's this it's a triangle with an eye in it yeah but also uh they worship the gun yes they worship a gun which is interesting and definitely you know as jodorowsky saying something yeah (laughs) but uh so jodorowsky man you're, you're really having us talk about some sensitive topics. It's very sensitive topics, Joe Rusky. You're making it hard on us. Uh, sweating over here. <laughs> sweating, yeah. I'm, I am sweating. <laughs> it's because it's fucking 100 degrees in this house. So eventually, you know, let's just say all parties from the past meet up in this town. Yeah. And uh, it doesn't all go the way you think it should. <laughs> or wish it would. Yeah, everything goes to hell in a handbasket. <laughs> basically. Yeah, so that's basically the story of El Topo. It's hard to explain. You gotta break it down in parts. Yes. But, uh, man, what a wonderful fucking movie. <laughs> this movie, is, I would describe it best as an epic. It is an epic, yeah. It is a western that is surrealistic. And, like, I remember texting you when I was watching it. I was like, I don't know who asked for a surrealist western movie, but I'm glad we got one. Yeah, for sure. Uh, the guy who introduces all the Jodorowsky movies on the Arrow box and yeah. described it as an acid western. Acid western. That's a, that's a cool term. Which I think is very very on point. Very much so. Because, you know, like, once he goes into the desert and begins to fight all these gunmen, like, each one is, like, has this thing about him, right? Yes. The first one's blind. Yeah, it's a, it's a blind gunman, so he defeats that gunman by digging a hole so he falls into it and he caps him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, terrible. It, it, very terrible. And once again, the trope of, uh, you know, we talked about, like, the handicapped person or the, you know, how to explain it without sounding fucked up. <laughs> um, I, don't, I don't know. How do, how do you put it? Oh, uh. Yeah, I, I described er, earlier as like I know it's it's not a great term, but I definitely think in some people's eyes they are described as the misfits of society. Yeah, for sure. Because like the blind one, uh, the blind gunman himself, along with his helper, his friend, is uh, two guys. One has no arms, and one in, has no legs. Yes. So he rides the back of the guy with no arms, which I'm just gonna say. It's kind of fucking cool. It is really fucking cool. And then also, <laughs> El Topo falls in love with the uh, little person who was taking yes. care of him, you know? Yeah. So it's like, once again, this theme of, like, you know, being befriended of the, like, people who've been cast to the side. Yeah. Is strong in El Topo. Yes. Um, but yeah, like, all, like, the, I don't know how we got it on top of it, but all the gunmen all have this, like, unique thing about them. One has all these, like, rabbits. Yeah, one is like with his mother, with all these riches around him. There is that is something I will bring up about Jodorowsky's movies, and two in particular, I'd say, this one and 
uh, Holy Mountain. I would, I think it's fair to say there's definitely some animal cruelty in these. Possible, for sure. And, I, again, I'm not going to condone it, mm-hmm. of course. It's terrible. But it's like, these rabbits had to die somehow. Yeah. <laughs> um, because th- they're dead. They're dead, yeah. Because hey, how else are you supposed to get rabbits to just fucking stop moving? Mm-hmm. Instead of just kill them. Right. Which, again, I guess it's fair, like, in other places, people eat rabbits. Where, yeah. Like, and, and people eat rabbits here, too. But um, it's not as common. Yeah, for sure. I get that. Rabbits have more pets here than anything. So one of the things about El Topo that I'm a huge fan of, right? Yeah. Is this is the whole movie's based upon fate, right? Oh, God, yeah. Like, the whole thing is like everyone's fate's sealed from the very beginning of the film. Yeah, as soon as the film starts, their fates are sealed for what is to come. Yeah. Because, like, the whole thing, like, you know, what he tells his son at the beginning of the movie when he journeys off into the desert. Yeah. You know, the, the, the first gunman, or one of the gunmen's that he goes to is like, you know, I knew you were going to come to kill me. Yeah. You know, so he's like preparing to die. Yep. Because he knows that no matter what, you know. He's going he's gonna to kill him. Jodorowsky's character is going to kill him. Yeah. So it's like, you know, and then like at the end of the film as well, you know, the whole time she's telling El Topo, it's like, this isn't going to work. And yeah. Here's why. And he just doesn't listen. And then everyone's fate there is sealed as well. Yep. And the whole idea of like the elite. Yeah. It's pushed hard in this film as well. You know what I mean? Like, oh, these greed. Sense of subjects that I'd love to just <laughs> just go off about. But I, I, I can't. I can't do it. You know, oh, God. There's a lot, a lot of interesting things where, like, you know, the girl he's with gets a mirror and becomes infatuated with herself. Yeah. You know, fucking... What's the term I'm looking for? Narcissism. There? Narcissism. Yeah. yeah. You know, you know, all these like things are like all built upon these like ideas that Jodorowsky like pushes for in this film to show like essentially all boiling down to money bad. Yeah. You know, like but money is money the uh, is the uh, the root of all evil. Yeah, exactly. Like that's all like because like you know she is like you know she is. Uh, I'm losing terms in my head. <laughs> it's late at night, and I've worked all day. Yeah. <laughs> she, she's driven by wealth. Yes, she's driven. She's driven and by power. Greed. Yeah. You know? So like, she pushes him, who is not at all. Yeah. To do things that he wouldn't do because he wants to be with her. Yes. You know. And it it just leads them all down a path of just not 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 good things. Yeah, not good. This movie is so violent. Yes, and there's also a aspect with slavery in this movie <laughs> and fucked up too. The yeah. way they do it, <laughs> dude. It, yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, that scene in particular is really brutal. <laughs> it's angering. Yeah. <laughs> this whole town is. Yes. You know, I love the scene in particular where um, do we spoil it? Who it is? Uh, a priest. Yeah, comes to town, who is seeing how all these people are uh, essentially being blasphemic. Yeah, by worshiping the, a gun. Yeah, idols in front of like, and like they're passing this gun around and basically playing Russian roulette. And he takes it, opens it up, and sees there's no bullets. Well, there's a bullet in there, but it's a blank. Mm-hmm. So, so he takes it out, puts a real bullet. Whoosh, and guess what? Someone gets shot, and then the guy's like, "We're doomed. That's it. No one yep. will ever come back to our church." So it's all built again. There's him tackling religion. It's all built on a lie, kind of thing, you know. Yeah. Like, <laughs> man, what? There's so, so many topics. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of sensitive subjects that I don't want to <laughs> don't want to anger anybody by talking about. But 
I feel like I already did earlier, but nah, it's all good. It don't matter. Uh, I think our fan base or listener base, I don't like calling people fans. Listener yeah. base uh, will understand. <laughs> and I, I feel like when it comes to certain things, they know where we stand on things. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, hell, we talked about cancel culture earlier too. So, but like, what one thing I love about this movie is like I think you could describe this movie as cool. Like yeah. I don't use that term a lot, but the movie's fucking cool. It is really fucking cool. Like all these images are so ingrained in my brain. Yeah, just the way Hodorowski looks. Yeah, and the black and the hat. You know, the the gunman in the desert and like all their like quirks and stuff like that. And also, I just want to. Oh man, the, the spoiler warning here. Minor spoiler warning. Not minor. Oh, is it a big one? Yeah, it's a big spoiler. Yeah. Spoiler warning. Fast forward about 30 seconds. Yeah, about, about 30, 30 seconds to maybe a minute or something like that. It's like even... Uh, you, you, the warning ends now. Yeah. Starting. So, starting starting now. now. It's like the very end of this movie when, you know, the town, like, turns on him. Mm-hmm. Because, like, he's trying to help the people who are pretty much enslaved yeah. by this town. He... After they, he, they fucking kill everybody. Yeah. He kills them, and then he does essentially the the the, the monk the the photo. Yeah, raging against machine. Yeah, he does that exact thing. Yeah, it's really cool. I mean, tragic but cool. Yes, you know the whole film is very tragic. Oh, which I do not think that's a coincidence at all. No, 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 absolutely not. There's no that way was that definitely was. on purpose. Yeah, one hundred percent for sure. Um, which that that photograph is so iconic. Well, it's kind of like the martyr life, right? Oh, yeah. You know, giving yours for the better of the of the people, right? Yeah. But in his instance, it's not even that. It's almost the reverse, where it's like he must pay for the sins of the people, right? Yeah. Like because of what he did. He has to pay for their their sins. Yeah, because doing what he did, spoil the warning over now. I'd say. Yeah, is what was it was not enough. It caused a tragedy. Yeah. So you know, he had to do what he did. Do what he did. Yeah. Oh man, this movie is so fucking good. The soundtrack's beautiful. The imagery is beautiful. It's shot amazingly. You can now watch it in 185.1, the way Hodorowsky meant it to be yep. seen, which is vast and grand and sweeping and amazing. Mm-hmm. And the desert looks unbelievable. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, the performances are fantastic. The score, Dude. like I said, is fantastic. The movie's just amazing. Like, really, like, it's hard to even talk about because it's like, what do you talk about this film that hasn't been talked about to death, honestly? I don't know. I mean, I feel like we've we've touched a lot of things on uh, from this movie, and like J- Jodorowsky. Fuck, I'm just gonna say Jodorowsky. God, God, you gotta stop like harping on these things. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> the, the, what was Nobody's the, actually gonna care. Just keep no. talking. <laughs> Jodorowsky. There we go. Uh, y- Jodorowsky's like. He's not afraid to let you know what his fucking opinions are. Oh, for sure. He's a very like a uh, very abrasive filmmaker for sure. Well, it's like we'll get into it with Holy Mountain here shortly, but like there's a lot of bad bad things going on in South America at mm-hmm. that time. Yeah. A lot of dictatorships taking hold for sure. And that movie is essentially in a lot of ways his fuck you to th- that kind of shit. Yeah, for sure. But uh, to speak on El Topo for just a little bit more before yeah. we move on. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a reason this film garnered such a cult following. There's a reason like like people like fucking John Lennon were pushing this film. Oh, yeah. It's because it is a fucking masterpiece. It, yeah, from, like, I remember when we first watched this movie. Like, when we first watched it together. I 
from frame one, I was already blew away by what, what, what was about to happen. Mm. That iconic image of like him on the horse with his son with the umbrella. Yeah. And then the fucking stake in the ground. It's so good. It's amazing, yeah. And like... I don't know. It's like when the movie's done and it's all said and done and the credits are rolling, you feel like you've been on an adventure. And I, I can honestly put it back on and watch yeah. it. It's right afterwards. It's a journey. You know what I mean? You feel like you've like truly watched something special. And honestly, if I didn't have to go to work, I may have done that when I watched it. Mm-hmm. Because it is... Honestly, like the more I think about this movie, the, the more I'm thinking about it, it's going to be up in my top of all time. Yeah, yeah. El Topo, I mean... I don't know. It's a fucking masterpiece. Yeah. Yeah. It's a 10 out of 10. Again, we're not a rating show. No. But, that, I mean, it's just true. It is. Yeah. I mean, I've, there's a reason that scholars write books upon in, in papers and articles and analyze the death of this film for good reason. And just Yodorowsky's body of work yeah. as a whole. Because it deserves it. El Topo oh, yeah. is wonderful. It's a wonderful fucking movie. <laughs> it's so fucking good. Yeah. Again, I, I'm... A big fan of westerns in general. Yeah, me too. So, just seeing Yodorowsky's take on westerns is so fucking cool. Yeah, because it's such a unique take on westerns. Yeah. It takes a genre that we know so well and creates something new with it. Oh, absolutely. But while still c- keeping those tropes firmly intact. Oh, yeah. There's tons of violence. Yeah, the, the shootouts. Yeah. You know, it's all there, but it's just done in a way that, like, only he could have done. Yeah. Only his vision could be that way, you know. I I, I definitely would say El Topo is high art. <laughs> oh, sure, one hundred percent. Yeah, one of the greatest films we've ever talked about for sure. Oh yeah, easily. <laughs> and I don't say high art in the sense of like <laughs> it. Like it's it's a must watch movie. It's it's a bit of a mindfuck movie. Yeah, and it'll it's definitely an emotional movie too. Because yeah. oh yeah, yeah. Because you feel bad for everybody. I feel bad for all these people, Jimmy. <laughs> Love that podcast. Love what I got there. Small town murder. But yeah, it's, it's just, I don't know. It's I don't have any times I can say a masterpiece, but it is. It is absolutely a fucking masterpiece. It's and one of the greatest movies ever made. And every time I talk about it with you or anyone else, I immediately want to watch it again. Because it's that fucking good. It's a movie I hold very close to my heart. Yeah, you know, it's probably one of the most like, probably one of the films that like allowed me to get into stranger, more surrealistic, oh, art house style cinema. Yeah, because it did it in a way that's palatable because it's a western. So it's yeah. something I was familiar with, and through that I was able to get into stuff like David Lynch and Bergman mm. and all that shit. You know. Oh yeah. So, yeah, El Topo, fucking amazing. Jodorowsky's a pine. Yeah. It's fucking man. Fucking man. So next up, <laughs> his most popular movie, you would say? Uh, I don't know, actually. It's definitely the one I, I'd actually heard about this movie before El Topo. Yeah. Basically just people being like, this movie's fucking wild. Well, it is exactly that. <laughs> it is fucking God damn, you want to talk about like staying up at night in cold sweat, shivering, having night terrors yeah. about how to explain what a movie's about. The Holy Mountain. The fucking Holy Mountain from 1973. And also... I'm AKA just... Doggy Woggies Poochie Woochies. <laughs> <laughs> fucking love both of those. But uh, Holy Mountain is also becoming one of my favorite movies of all time. Fair enough. Um, I will say before we start this review, yeah. if you're a fan of this movie, 
I do actually highly recommend going and buying Everything is Terrible's Doggy Woggies Poochie Woochies. Yes. Because it is a like spiritual remake of sorts. Yes, with dog videos. Dog videos from movies. Movies, uh, internet clips, whatever. Yeah. And but they do it all in this, like, like, it follows all the same themes of Holy Mountain. Yeah. But with, like, random dog clips found on and, strange VHS. Yes. And also, if you've never watched anything by Everything is Terrible, by all means, do it. Yeah. Like, you're going to, you're going to feel like you've took acid yeah, when you watch so it. so good, though. But, like, if you, want to, if you want an acid trip without actually taking acid, do it. You watch Everything is Terrible. Yeah. Or this movie. Or this movie, yeah. <laughs> so, oh, man. Uh, oh, okay, so Holy Mountain begins <laughs> with a Christ-like figure seemingly being... That's always a great start to a description of a movie because you already know you're in for something that's not going to be traditional whatsoever. When it's like, oh, this person doesn't have a name, really? It's just the Christ-like figure? <laughs> the Christ-like figure, yes. Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> so... <laughs> He seemingly is resurrected yeah. after these children stone him. Yes. And once again, that trope of like someone who is uh, you know, handicapped, you know, cast aside by anyone else in life, this person brings him in and befriends him and yeah. you know, they go on a little bit of a journey together. Yes. You know, they they go to this town, which again I think is kind of a play on like a Sodom and Gomorrah yeah. hedonistic town that is, you know, a bit amoral, fucking greed is run rampant. Fucking Yodorowsky loves to play with religion a lot. Militant police and you know definitely a cult as they're parading around these skint, probably coyotes. I would say, uh, probably on crosses. They're show, they have like this yeah. like they're reenacting the Spanish Inquisition with fucking lizards and frogs. Lizards and frogs. Uh, you know it's which I will say. Man, they bomb the fuck out of these frogs. <laughs> they and do lizards. bomb the fuck out of those frogs and lizards. <laughs> Which is like, man, <laughs> damn, damn. There they go, <laughs> dead. I will say the the frogs and lizards in little in little uh, suits of armor and like Inca Aztec yeah. suits is very adorable. It is very adorable. Um, you know, there's also they're selling crosses. You can take your picture with a cross, yeah. carry the cross like Jesus. At one point, they kidnap the cross like figure and like cast him yeah and make molds out of him to make basically jesus yeah i don't know plaster of paris things that they sell to people yeah, which I, he's enraged by you know which yeah. is very much of a you know very jesus-ish yeah uh, jesus-ish is jesus the term <laughs> that should be in the dictionary ultimately he is a, a, driven by money oh Yes, he is very driven by money, which is very much the opposite of what Jesus did in the Bible. Yes. But, but again, he is not Jesus himself. No, he is just a Christ-like figure. Yes. So ultimately, he ends up at this massive tower. Yes, where, which he is following money, is he not? Yeah. So he, he, this hook comes down. Yeah, with a like gold on it. Yes, and it's literally a fish hook. Yeah, which again is a, kind of on the nose. You know, Jesus, the fisherman of men. Yeah, <laughs> fish hook. You know, it's like okay, do you know get it? There's something you said to be off off air when we were watching this that nearly fucking killed me. What was it? I was like, Jesus, the fisherman sounds a bit sus to me. <laughs> Damn, I'm a comedian, ain't I? <laughs> yeah, it was rough. Anyways, <laughs> so he goes up in this tower. And it's fucking insane. It is some of the most <laughs> gorgeous visuals. Some of the wildest visuals you'll ever see. Yeah. 
Just the biggest fucking sets painted all kinds of insane colors with moving parts and animals. And yeah. I don't even know how they did it. I don't know how they pulled all this off. I don't either. And at the end of it is none other than Alejandro Hodorowski himself as the alchemist. Yes. Who he brings in the Christ-like figure and he's like, I want to show you the ways. Yes. I'm the Christ-like figure. <laughs> I'm the Christ-like figure. I'm going to show you enlightenment. Yes. So... From there, they recruit these other people from yeah. various walks of life, which I have rhythm down. We can yes. go through them. We have uh, Prawn. You say Prawn? Fawn, Prawn, Flawn. I thought it was Fawn. Fawn, whatever. Fawn from Venus is a fabric worker. Yes. Elsa is uh, from Mars and is a arms dealer. Now, hang on, hang on, hang on. Yeah. So the first one, I don't remember much about the, the fabric one. No, not really. Uh... Oh, well, yeah, dude. Like, he has, like, a like hundred wives. Yeah, yeah. So, I remember that. Um, the arms dealer, though, one is <laughs> fucking crazy. It's fucking amazing. One of the first visuals I ever saw, like, there was two visuals from this movie that truly, like, made me want to see the movie. Three. Okay. It was Jodorowsky on the throne of goats. Yeah. Which I was like, that's insane. Yes. It was the cross-like figure uh, traversing the hallway of the tower that's just like this big fucking rainbow. Which those scenes are connected. Yes. And it was the scene with her with the cross gun. Yes. Where I was like, how does all this stuff go together? Yeah. <laughs> how does this, how does this co- co- coexist in the same movie? Which I feel like some people will still be asking after watching this. is <laughs> like, true. how do these things correlate, uh, correlate together? But like, she has all these fucking guns. She has like Jewish guns and Christian guns and guns for hipsters and hippies and fucking yeah. musicians and, you know, like yeah. kids. Like, oh, here's your toy gun. Pew, pew, you know? Yeah, it's fucking wild. Again, a little on the nose, but we'll go there. <laughs> Look, man, like, so for me, like, certain things that are on the nose, like... The things can be on the nose as long as it's good. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Um, there's definitely... I'm okay with ham-fisted every once in a while. You know oh, I mean? yeah. Like, there's nothing wrong with it. Um, so next up, is it Clinton? Because I think mine has been autocorrected. Clinton. Clinton, okay, yeah. My shit's gotten autocorrected because I did it on my phone. Who is uh, from Jupiter? Well, not from. Their sign. Oh, my sign is Jupiter. Yeah. I, thought, I thought they said they were from. I don't think so. That would make sense. I guess where they said I'm from Jupiter. Or, I mean, that's very much, it could just be just, like, art type thing where it's like, oh, I'm from this planet. Yeah, I thought it was, like, psychedelic. I thought they were, like, they're, like, planet. Oh, Not well. from, like, my planet is. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is Jupiter, and they're an art dealer, and this one angered me a little bit. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because it has a scene that I'm just like, wow, what is this? You talking about the, uh, the robot? The robot fucking. Oh, man, that scene's hilarious. <laughs> It is funny. I will give you that. But I'm like, is it supposed to be funny? Or is it supposed to be like, oh, uh, art, <laughs> sex. Oh, uh, you get it? I think it is definitely uh, Hodorowski taking the piss. I hope it is. I hope he's not taking this shit seriously at some points. Because there's definitely scenes in this movie that we'll get into that. Like, if it is if it is black comedy and it's meant to be funny, this movie goes up in my eyes a lot. Yeah. But if it's him to being serious, I just don't know if I can hmm. get behind it. <laughs> It, at least my take on this pretty much a lot of this movie is him taking the piss. Yeah, I get that. It's very much an angry movie, right? Oh, yeah. Like, it's a young soul who's pissed off at the world, and this is his middle finger to a lot of things. Oh, God, yeah. Uh, then we have Sai? 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 Yeah. Whose planet Fuck. is Saturn, and they're a toy dealer. Yes, which this one's pretty wild, too. Yeah. Which is like, uh, what was the... Uh, the group of people that they were like, oh, we need to f- bring war to 
Oh, I can't even remember. It was like uh, the Indonesians or something like that. Some <laughs> Asian country. He was fucking wild. Yeah. So like they, they're honestly very similar to the arms dealer where it's all about like arming the youth. Yeah. Arming the youth and getting them prepared for war. Yeah, exactly. Then you got Berg. Berg is from Uranus. Uranus. <laughs> and he's the financial advisor to the president. Yeah. Which I'm sure this one pissed you off a little bit too because of the toilet. <laughs> a little bit. Uh Again, like the way I see a lot of this, I, we'll, we'll get to the names first. Axon, whose planet is Neptune, is the chief of police. Boo! Which is, I mean, pretty much what it says. It's what it is. Would you just that did. that that just that just happened? Like I I, I didn't mean to actually do that. It just kind of happened. That was just a Freudian slip. Yeah, a little bit. Um, and we have Loot from Pluto, who's an architect. Yeah. Which I botched the fuck out of the word architect. In my I hands. did too. I don't remember his story. What does he do? I could see him in my head. Isn't he like? Cheating? Oh yeah, he's trying to condense the population into living in. Yeah, caskets. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that scene actually is really funny too. Yeah, it's funny and it's also extremely dark. So all these people are fucking rich elite bastards. Which again, yes, they're they're all rich elite sinners, if you will. Yeah, who the alchemist has brought together to show them what true enlightenment is yes that the, the give up their wealths and their you know materialistic lives and to go on this journey with him to find the holy mountain the holy mountain a mountain where upon the peak you will find the was it seven wise men or something like that yeah and you will find what true enlightenment means and what it truly is to be alive yes um so you you ready to get into this as a whole? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So here is kind of my take on a lot of this. Okay. Is okay. the alchemist character is Christ. I get that. Then who is the Christ like character? A sinner. Okay, makes sense. Um it's like he's a Christ like figure on his planet, which, you know, that's kinda of like the the whole play on like, oh, this my planet is this. Mm. So when he meets the alchemist he's like you are not the christ-like figure that's me yeah so you know nothing of this world all these people around him who are all sinners in their own respects i guess yeah all yeah 100 percent. Yeah. <laughs> they're all pieces of shit yes they're they're all they're, they're all sinners so the alchemist is like i'm going to show you enlightenment so through that, they are his disciples. Disciples, yeah. I picked up on that immediately. So, it's again, it's very much to take on biblical stuff like that. Because, again, Yodorowsky being from uh, South America, Christianity is very fucking popular. Right? Oh, for sure. Yeah. So, a lot, a, lot of, a lot of all of this shit is very much a take on that. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. But this entire movie, like, this might be a spoiler, I don't know. It's all... Just to take the piss, mm -hmm. in my opinion, from every single thing he talks about. Like, yeah. from religion, to politics, to war, to, you know, art, mm. all this. This is his way of saying, fuck you. Yeah. You're doing it wrong. And, uh... I'm going to make this movie just <laughs> just so I can entertain myself. It is almost like a big shit post, right? Yeah. Like it's almost like y'all dumb and here's why. Yes. At least that's what I take from it. And what I hope I could take away from it, right? Yeah. Because like ultimately the ideal of like true enlightenment, even that he's like taking the piss out of, right? Oh yeah. Because basically a lot of it, like, you know, minor spoiler alert, he's basically like saying, like, it's not real. Yeah. 
Like what you're trying to like accomplish isn't really real and can only be accomplished through oneself and understanding what makes you you. Yes. And what makes you a good person and being a good person, right? Yeah. Like he takes all these people away from their lives of sinning and, you know, fucking debauchery and brings them into the true enlightenment through this journey. What's well, like at one point he even shows the, you know, the Christ like figure. Like it's like, I can turn shit into gold. Yeah. Which again, it's like if that is a joke, right? If that's yeah. satire, love it. Maybe I'm missing the point of Holy Mountain. Maybe that's my thing. You know what I mean? I, 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 what I will say is like, before I get into this, let me make this clear. Yeah. I love Holy Mountain. Yeah. I do think it's a fucking wonderful movie, and I truly understand why a lot of people are like, this is like my favorite movie ever, you know, one of the greatest movies ever made. I get every bit of that. Yeah. I'm sure there's people out there who, like, hold this as, like, the Bible. Yeah. And, like, follow this philosophy in this movie as their religion almost. I could see people doing that with this movie. Oh, yeah. But there's so many things in this movie that I'm like... I feel I want the movie to make more sense than it does. Yeah, that's a me problem, and I get that. I one thousand percent understand that that's all on me, right? And not not the movie itself, and not the people who love the movie, because I get that. But like the shit, like turning the shit to gold, like yeah. if that's a joke, I want that to be a joke. Hmm. Because if it is, then I'm with Jodorowsky hundred percent on this. But if that's like serious, like him, like trying to like make a statement, yeah, like he's like thinking that like that's like, the smartest fucking thing that's ever been done, right? Yeah, like oh, look at me be so satirical by turning literal shit into gold, and yeah. not being like, see how stupid this is? Come on now, you're with me, right? I mean, I feel like I feel like that's it, but I could also be totally wrong. Yeah, this movie has been interpreted and talked about to death to death like within art circles film circles of whatever you know whatever circles you can bring up into a conversation this movie's been talked about to fucking death it has been analyzed to death and i think that kind of defeats the purpose of the movie yeah exactly which i know feels dumb which it could not be maybe that is what hodorowsky meant for it to be you know yeah but this movie to me and again, like I said, like you can go to my letterbox and look. I gave this a very high fucking rating. I just did not give it the perfect score because yeah. I just I can't, and I'll, t- I'll explain why. This movie for me is like those memes where people are watching people make food, and then the person does something sus, and they're like, "Oh, <laughs> wait a minute!" <laughs> right? Like they'll be like like making like a like a a steak or something like that, and then they start fingering the meat. <laughs> And like, oh, 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 what was that? That's this movie for me, right? Yeah. Because I'm like, I'm with it. Like, okay, all this imagery, oh, it's amazing. Yeah. Oh, the sword fight, that's all cool. He's turning shit to gold. What? Oh, okay. All right, we're still with it. We're still with yeah. it. Yeah. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Is that a? Is he sticking a vibrator in a robot and it's turning into fucking something? Okay, 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 okay. We're Smell his butt. Sniff his ass. <laughs> what? Huh? Okay, no, no, we're good. We're still good. We're still this movie's still great. They're climbing a mountain. That's cool. Rub your clitoris on it. She's literally rubbing her clitoris on it. She's fucking a mountain. Okay. All right. We're still with it. We're still going. <laughs> Are those cheetah boobs? <laughs> Are you spraying milk? I spray milk. What are you spraying milk for? Don't spray milk. What are you doing? Don't do that. <laughs> I think when it comes to the milk thing, that's kind of a you problem. It is a me problem. <laughs> all that's a me problem. That's the way I feel about this movie. I'm like, like, oh damn, yeah, like all this imagery. That's yeah. Good. Take shit. <laughs> you take shit. Why you take shit? <laughs> oh man, like all this fucking like symbolism and metaphor. Oh, it's so. <laughs> Finger fucking that robot. <laughs> what? 
Okay, no, you know, like yeah, that's yeah. this movie for me in a nutshell. Like I'm with it. Like they're all, like they're at one point they're in the fucking mountains and they're having all these like hallucinations, right? And, yeah. Like you know, one person's like in a tree and like you know. All this shit, like, it all makes sense, right? Yeah. One's like dogs fighting and it's rage, and yeah, and then it's just a fucking old man with titties, yeah, that turn into cheetahs and shoot milk out of their mouth. And I'm like, wow. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I feel like I feel like a lot of scenes, especially these shit in the gold. I've, like, I cannot help but think that Yodorowsky's sitting there, right, as they're setting all this shit up, literally. And he's just like, <laughs> yeah, right. Like I, I want them. I don't want Joe Rosky to took these things seriously, right? If when they're shooting the scene with the cheetahs, yeah, bathing this man in what looks like comb, not even fucking Coom. milk, and not being like, God damn, what are we doing? <laughs> I feel like there's a lot of that there, but I cannot sit here and be certain with you. I just don't want him to be like so fucking pretentious and uptight about this movie that he thinks that every frame in this fucking movie is like not silly. <laughs> You know what I mean? Because yeah. there's so much silly shit in this movie, right? What's well, like even like when it comes to like the, the police segment, like they, like oh we have to chop our testicles off, yeah, because yeah, yeah, it's like it's so on the nose. He's calling right? them. He's calling them. He's calling the police force just a bunch of goons without balls. Ballless, yeah, not real men, basically. Yeah, right. I mean, I feel like the the, the entire movie is li- literally just him being like, I want to talk about the things that. I want to talk about, but I want to do it in a way that's kind of fun. Yeah. <laughs> but and, it's like, I, like when I when I first watched Holy Mountain, you know, what I was expecting was this movie that like was beyond my comprehension. Yeah. And this vast insanity that like you know I was really going to sit there and really really think about it, right? Like yeah. truly think about, yeah. You know, let it soak in my soul to truly kind of understand what it's about. And instead, it's a lot of ham-fisted satire. Yeah. A lot of ham-fisted satire. Oh, God, yeah. You know, where it's like, I don't know, like, it's like, I want it to make more sense than it does. And I I get that. But I guess in my brain, like, the way I'm thinking about it, does everything make sense? Not really. But at the same time, so much of it does make sense. Mm -hmm. And again, that what I'm saying is just my take on it. And I'm sure there's a ton of people out there who are thinking like, oh, he's 100% serious with all of this. Yeah. Which I do think they're at the core, there are a ton of subject matter. I think he is passionate about everything he's saying. Yes. I just hope it's like done with a tongue-in-cheek satire way and not meant to be like, this is exactly what this means. There's no other way to interpret it. And I'm a genius for having thought of it. I'm the only one that's ever thought about the cops having their balls cut off as rich. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm the only one that's ever thought about turning your shit to gold. Oh, I mean... I feel like you have to know. Yeah. You, you have, have to know like this, like this is such a ridiculous, like, it's the most on-the-nose thing ever, right? Yeah. You have someone take a shit and turn it to gold. I mean, how could you not? Using their essence, right? So it's like, yeah. oh, the gold was within you all along. Yeah. You know, and it's like... Yeah. Come on now. <laughs> but I feel like the... Some yoga guru told you this shit kind of stuff, you know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah. Well, I feel like at the end of the movie, he explains all that away. Yeah, he kind of does, yeah. But again, spoiler, I'm sorry. Minor spoiler. But at the end of the movie, they reach the Holy Mountain. And it, yeah, without saying what happens, because I think people need to experience that. Yes. It's a lot of bullshit. <laughs> yeah, Jodorowsky, 
he stands there where we're sitting. I don't remember exactly. Don't spoil it completely, Al. But he essentially is like, it's bullshit. Bullshit. Everything's bullshit. Everything's bullshit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Without, because I want people to experience that final moment. Oh, yeah. Because that's like one of those ultimate, like, huh? Yeah. What? <laughs> what Moments. the fuck? It's, that's like the fucking Harry driving off the fucking bridge and flying away <laughs> into the sunset. <laughs> Spoiler. You know, like, well, if you've not seen Christmas Eve, well, you fucking should have. Oh, that's true. <laughs> it was our uh, Christmas post. Yeah. Um, so I love that movie. I ultimately do love this movie. But I yes. love it because it's just this. It's the most unadulterated fucking let Jodorowsky just go ape shit movie yes. ever. Like, I don't know how he pulled it off, but somehow he pulled it off in a way where he just like, he fucking just vomited out everything he had in him yep. in this one movie. That's why I like it. You know what I mean? Yeah, and he just didn't give a fuck. No, like, and, and like, not just that, but like just the vastness of this fucking movie. Like, could you imagine, right? Like, being a producer, right? And giving Jodorowsky money. And he's like, I'm going to make this like psychedelic movie, man. Yeah, man. Hippies are going to love it. And they're like, okay. And then he comes back with this, like, as you said, this ham-fisted fucking piece that's essentially being like, fuck you, fuck your money, fuck your god. Yeah. <laughs> fuck everything about you. But at the same time, while being the most excessive film humanly possible. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's sitting there like, oh, money means nothing, while having a scene with a fucking fountain and a goddamn hippo in the fountain. Why is there a hippo in the fountain? You did not need a hippopotamus in that scene, but he fucking did it, because he's like, fuck it. Again, this may sound pretentious, but I feel like that's the point. Yeah, right, like... Where he's like, I'm going to spend countless amounts of money on this fucking movie... Just for it to be my fucking satirical piece. It's like that's who gave opinion. this man money? Who yeah. let this man cook? Yeah, who let this man cook this? <laughs> I'm glad. I'm super happy it exists because, like, like I said, it's like a film of complete excess. Yes, in a way where it's just like it's so big. Oh my god, yeah. Like there isn't a there's barely a frame where it does not feel grand. Mm-hmm. It's fucking insane. I adore this movie so much, though. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, I do, too. Like, all my criticisms are solely me criticisms. Yeah. And not criticisms of the film itself. I cannot sit here and say this movie isn't a fucking masterpiece. Yeah. Because it 1,000% is. There's a reason why it's one of the most renowned fucking films of all time. Yes. And why so many people talk about it and hold it in such high regard. There's just certain things in it for me that hold it back from being perfect. And again, I'm not even saying... Like your critiques are wrong mm. because I could be completely wrong. Because I just like, I feel like this movie is definitely up to interpretation no matter who you are watching it. Yeah. And I, I definitely know people, since there's gonna be people who watch this movie who are gonna be so pissed off by it. Yeah, for sure. Um, but I, I think the movie is funny. It's legitimately like one of the trippiest movies you'll ever watch. It's visually one of the most insane things ever made. And like the writing of it is and just it has so much so wild so many iconic images in the oh, yeah. film like I said Hodorowski and all white sitting on the the goat throne yeah. fucking the guy walking down the hallway and the rainbows yeah the the circle they all sit in that is the eye that's moving around yeah you know the fucking the, the other they sit in a lot of circles yeah. the other circle they sit in where they put the money into and the guy sticks the one in his fucking sleeve yes love that scene the fucking cross gun the fucking the holy mountain it reveal itself the fucking yeah. town we didn't even get into the town they go no. into where everybody's trying to get them to not go to the holy mountain <laughs> yeah. It, or or are missing the point of the Holy Mountain. Yeah. Like the guy who can face through solid matter. Yeah. He's like, I got to the other side. Well, did you get at the top? No. I can only I can only travel laterally, you know, like Yeah. 
it, the movie is like it's got so many iconic moments and so many iconic visuals and there's a reason why it's regarded as one of the greatest movies ever made i love it i think that's all i need to say about it oh yeah i do have issues with it <laughs> yes and uh who knows maybe one day it'll click for me and i'll be like yep no it's a five and i like i i feel like like for me it was a me like it for some reason it clicked with me immediately mm-hmm. i was just like do i fully understand it fuck no i don't but I fucking love everything this movie has given to me. Yeah, and and for me too, it's like, again, when I say this, it's not a criticism. It's not me shitting on the movie. I I want it to make more sense than it does, but at the same time, I want when it does make sense to not make sense. If that makes any sense. I mean, I get what you're saying. Like, I don't want it to be so on the nose, right? You know, like I don't know. That may be that may be completely hypocritical and fucking dumb to say, but I don't know. I don't think it's dumb to say. I mean, that that's just your opinion. You just know? your opinion, man. Just your opinion, man. Yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I mean, that is your opinion of the movie, and you, of course, you're completely entitled to that opinion. Everyone's entitled to their opinion of this movie. Because it, <laughs> as I said, it's definitely a movie that anyone can take anything from. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, Holy Mountain. It's wonderful. It is fucking wonderful. It's one of my favorites of all time as well. Yes. Yeah. Speaking of one of your favorites of all time. Goddamn. <laughs> was this one, 89? 89, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, a little bit of a gap. A little bit. But Hodorowski is back in full force and fucking beautiful form. Yep. In my opinion. Produced by Claudio Argento. 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 Claudio (laughs) Argento, which if you know Claudio Argento, I believe it's either Argento's brother or his dad. I think it's his dad, though. And uh, he's the man who produced pretty much everything Argento ever did. Yeah. As well as Dawn of the Dead. (laughs) Oh, boy. (laughs) Speaking of masterpieces. Yeah. So, this is Santa Sangre. Oh, my God. This and, uh, movie, yeah, it's so fucking good. I feel like all I got to say about this movie, I, I could say this one word and just be satisfied with my review of it. Beautiful, yeah. <laughs> but that's not what we're here. For. No, no, there's more to it than that. So we follow Phoenix. Yeah, Phoenix is a uh, a child that's had a, who's had a rough. Well, rough. when we first meet Phoenix, he's he, an adult. He's an adult, yeah. and he's very troubled. Yeah, he thinks he's a bird. He thinks he's a bird. And I love that this, like, hospital he's in, right? <laughs> yeah. Fucking gives him a fucking tree yeah, yeah. and brings him raw fish to eat and shit. Like, why are you encouraging this? Why are you condoning? <laughs> you should be helping him not to think this way. What's well, like... Not enabling him. Yeah. But, you know, like... Well, it's like there's things in, like, um, another amazing movie, The Ninth Configuration, that do the exact oh, same thing. Oh, they do, thing. actually. And I love that movie as well. Yeah. William Peter Blatley. Oh my god. Good shit. That guy was amazing. Dude. He doesn't get the credit he deserves. No. I fucking oh. But uh I need to get the Blu-ray. Yeah, me too. Uh so but then we flash back to see where it all went wrong for Phoenix. And Phoenix <laughs> it's wrong immediately because he's growing up in the circus. Yep. He's he's growing up the Rob Zombie way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which that that's shoot. That is shoot, yeah. Yeah. And he's the boy magician. Magician? It's getting le- the later it gets, the less I can talk. The boy magician. <laughs> <laughs> whose father is... I'm pretty sure you said magician right the Did first I? time, yeah. I felt like I said magician. <laughs> no, you said magician. Anyways, so his father, who is Orgo, yeah. is essentially kind of the ringleader of this whole thing, and he, his act is also that he's a knife thrower. He's also got that yee-ass haircut. <laughs> it ain't even a haircut. With it's a fucking <laughs> wig. he choose the worst wig he possibly could. <laughs> but you pull the, he gets that wig pulled off later. He got that yee-ass haircut. That is true. <laughs> and his mother... Uh, is also the leader of this blood cult. Yeah. Who worship a saint uh, uh, who was a girl who was attacked. And had her arms cut off. Yeah. 
which is like it's like translates to like the the Church of the Holy Blood, which yeah. is of course Santa Sangre. Santa Sangre is Saint of Blood, essentially, is what it means. It's something I did not remember when uh when we first watched all these. We we watched everything of the like of that box set, including Santa Sangre, because it was not in the box. Set. No, it's seven for seven. Um, we watched them all pretty much back to back in a timeline essentially so i did not remember that a lot of his movies are in english yeah holy mountain and santa sangre are both in english i did not remember that i thought these were uh spanish but they're not they take place in mexico yes but um so anyways sorry uh, phoenix's mother is a uh, leader of this cult uh whose church is being bulldozed down yeah, and they they can't save it. It happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so she joins back in the circus where her and uh, his father Orgo, I guess, are trying to work things out because he also has eyes for the tattoo lady. Yeah, who's kind of a contortionist, jack of all mm. trades of the circus. Who has this little girl that she uh, is not the mother of, but is a mom because she's yeah. deaf and mute. Which. A lot of moving parts in this movie. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. So her act, her, his mother's act is that she's raised up in the air by her hair alone. Yes. Which seems, for someone who has a very sensitive head, yeah, nightmare fuel. It's like, it's like earlier I had my hair up in a ponytail. Yeah. I don't like doing that. No, it's it gives me a headache. It, it doesn't give me a headache. It just makes my fucking head. It feels like it's pulling my hairline off. So she... I hate it. Sorry. <laughs> so she discovers that uh, her husband, Orgo, yeah. is having an affair with the tattoo lady. Yes. And uh, is enraged by it. And f- goes <laughs> fucking Exacts ham. revenge in a way that uh, is very... Uh, oof. <laughs> oh, my God. They apparently just have acid laying around. Apparently. Throws it on his cock. <laughs> on his cock and balls. Yeah. And uh, she gets her arms cut off, just like Santa Sangre. Santa Sangre. And uh, yeah, that's how Phoenix ended up in this mental hospital. Not fun. Yeah. Uh, also, just to play a little bit into the Bert aspect, his father's like, oh, back to the parental stuff, like yep. like in other movies. Childhood drama. Yeah, he's like, you're a man now. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to. It was supposed to be a way of like, of love. But he gives him a tattoo. Well, not just love, but like condolence because yeah. the elephant dies. Yes, and he's devastated. Yeah, and he's like, I'll, "I'll, you're a man now. I'm gonna give you this tattoo." Yeah, which is a big ass like eagle across eagle. his chest. Yep. And yep. fuck. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so uh, fucking one night while out on the town with some other uh, patients of the mental hospital. Yeah. Which shouldn't have happened. Yeah. I, I've there, never was no, heard, there was no good supervision here. I've never heard of a mental hospital having a night on the town. Well, you know, letting the people go out a little, little way, stretch the legs around a little bit, you know, socialize. That's really good for people. You That's know? true. Yeah, yeah. Uh, however, they weren't very well supervised. No. And this this guy who's just like a gigolo is just like, hey, you want some cocaine? Here you go. Yeah, that's pretty good, ain't it? You want to go have sex with this hefty girl? Hey, come on now. <laughs> come on now. But while in the town, Phoenix sees the tattoo lady. Yeah. Which definitely triggers something in him. Yeah. Uh, so the next day, you know, Phoenix seems to be doing a little bit better. He seems to be coming out of his shell a little bit more. Yeah, a little bit. He's doing tricks for everybody. Everybody's like, oh, this is really awesome. You know yeah. what I mean? And who does he happen to see outside of his window? His mother. 
Mm-hmm. So he immediately escapes the hospital very easily. I don't know why. I don't know why they gave somebody who could do those kind of aerobatic stuff a rope that was asking for trouble. That's <laughs> fair to say. <laughs> so Phoenix and his mother go, uh, get together and become, become this tandem uh, performance act where he acts her hands while she sings and dances and performs. And they start to gather a lot of popularity through it. However. It does not stop at these shows. No. It's throughout the ent- his entire life. He is being completely controlled by his mother. Uh, anytime she wants to do anything, he is her hands. Yeah. Uh, and also, anytime a woman seems to catch the fancy of Phoenix, They're dead. They die. Yep. So it becomes a power struggle between Phoenix's love of his mother and what he knows is right and wrong. <laughs> yep. Man, that's that's the story of Santa Sangre. Right? Yeah. A pretty... pretty uh, I'd say it's pretty accurate too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like the only reason you gotta get gotta get into that dip of detail with it is because there's a lot of moving parts. Yes, and you gotta kind of set up the moments to make it all make sense. Yeah, exactly. Because these you could say like, mom ain't got no arms, son acts as her arms, and people are like whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> yeah, well, it's like I remember you describing this to this movie to me, you know, without like trying to spoil it or anything, and I was like. <sighs> What? What? Yeah, because <laughs> like, like on paper, it don't make a lot of sense. Yeah. Nor does it seem like it'd be very good. No, it seems like it would be a fucking disaster. Yeah. But, but it's not. But in execution, it's one of my all-time fucking favorite movies. Yeah. I adore this film from frame one to the credits. I love everything about it. The performances, the music, the visuals, the cinematography, everything about this movie to me is perfect it is fucking amazing i think it's fucking gorgeous it's beautiful it's it's even though it's an absolute tragedy of a tale it's a gorgeous beautiful story you know and and it shows the death of relationships you know and like it all like works in such a cohesive way that you can relate to these characters at the most like fucking molecular level almost oh yeah and like I don't know. To me, this is like one of the greatest fucking movies ever made. Like I, I championed this movie so fucking hard. Oh yeah. Like when you talk to me about like, oh, what are some of your favorite movies? And you know that you want to push to people stuff like Santa Sangre, Singapore Sling, yeah. Psychos in Love. You know what I mean? Like oh yeah. These are the movies that made impacts on me. Yes. Um. Yes. I mean, I feel like you've kind of hit the, the nail on the head there. Um. Like this movie is. A fucking masterpiece like f- like as soon as the movie like i say this all the time when we talked about like movies like this and i've said it a couple times in this episode it's like as soon as the movie starts you're in for a journey mm-hmm. and you get to know all these characters inside out yeah without it being just a dialogue dump or anything like that it's very visual yes as is most of Hodorowsky's films oh yeah and the interesting thing about this movie to me too um when it comes to like Though it is Jodorowsky's easiest digested film yeah. and his most straightforward movie, all of Jodorowsky's tropes are there. Yes. The downtrodden, the outcasts of life, the, the the rich preying on the weak and giving them the scraps. Yep. The relationship between father and son, and this time he adds in mother and son. Yeah. You know, uh, childhood trauma is like all of this stuff plays into this movie beautifully. Yes. You know, it, even though it is his most narratively easy to follow Mm -hmm. and his most straightforward movie, it's still so Hodorowsky, you know? Yes. From like, he, he's able to tell this like 
amazing fucking story while also keeping all of his visual aspects there. And, like, one of my favorite scenes in the entire movie, like, isn't even, like, anything that, like, drives the plot forward or anything like that. It's a scene of him, because he's been in this institution pretty much his entire life. Mm -hmm. He's watching The Invisible Man. Yeah. And he's reenacting the scene of uh, uh, Claude Rains unraveling his head. Mm Mm-hmm. And he does not become in, uh, invisible, and he's fucking pissed about it. Yeah, so what the fuck? <laughs> he's like, why didn't that fucking work? It lied to me. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I drank the fucking shit, and it didn't work. Yeah. And another thing about the movie, too, is, like, you know, the relationship between his, the mother and Phoenix. Yeah. Where it's like, he loves his mother. You know? And, and it's so interesting, too, because it shows that no one is perfect, right? Yeah. Like, he idolizes his mother. Yeah. More so than his father. Like, you can kind of tell that he was kind of distant from his father. Well, it's like even the name of the movie, Santa Sangre. Saint. Mm-hmm. He sees her as a saint. Yeah. But also... But you see, it's like, even, like, when she's like, you know, not necessarily what she was doing is wrong, but to the extent she was doing it with the religion was wrong. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, what you know, the, the fact that they saw this girl who, you know, was wrongfully murdered, or not murdered, but wrongfully, you know, handicapped and hurt and, yeah. you know, brutalized as a saint is not bad. No. But it's like, you know, they they made a cult out of it. They made a cult, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, man, like... I don't know if I was just emotional this in, this entire prep because I definitely was, mm. but the scene of him as a kid grabbing onto his mother and uh, as the bulldozer's coming and she's like I'll I'll die for this yeah and he just you know goes into her arms crying it broke my fucking heart <laughs> yeah the movie's heartbreaking yeah man it really is like it's the perfect example of like how a horror movie can be more. Than just a horror movie. Yeah, because this is a horror movie. Oh, absolutely. Like, when it gets to the murders, it's fucking brutal. Yeah. You know, and like, not saying that Argento had any hand in this movie at all, because he didn't. Just Claudio Argento produced it, right? Yeah. Uh, But I will say that, like, you know, I feel like Hodorowski was definitely inspired by Argento when it came to the kill scenes. Yes. Because they're very Argento-esque in that. Like, this is going to sound so strange, but all the stabs are very sharp. Yeah. Like, you feel the impact of the knife. Not just the cutting, but the way that a knife, like, goes through you, you know? Well, it's like when you watch something like Friday the 13th and you see people get their heads cut off. It's like, oh, that's fucking... Yeah. Yeah. In Argento's movies in particular, you're like, oh my god. Like, oh, ow, ow. You know, yeah, like, oh, Yeah. And that's what, it, like, especially, like, the first kill, which I won't spoil who it is. Whoa. That's so fucking brutal, it's dude. It's nasty. <laughs> it's so bad. And, like, you know, and again, like, he's throwing in that, like, but doing it in such a more subtle way, that yeah. satire where they take the elephant yeah. who's passed away and they throw it to these homeless people, essentially, yeah. like, well, he's dead and gone. There you go. Yeah. Feast on the scraps. And it's like they spend so much money on putting him, putting this elephant in a coffin to throw it off a fucking cliff. Yeah, to these people who they don't see as anything other than just fucking outcasts. Like, Yeah, it's like, a, there you go. Yeah. And it's such a subtle moment in the movie where you're like, it's almost even forgettable. Yeah. But it's so important to the movie, too. It, it is. Because 
Yodorowsky's movies very much like from Fondo Elise down to Santa Sangre, and I'm sure his other stuff do, do too. I just haven't seen it because I'm yeah. shit. We but will. We don't worry. Will. This is oh, the last yeah. time we're going to talk about Jodorowsky. Oh, fuck no. Just rewatching these movies made me realize how much I love his work. Dude, especially like back to back. It's like, don't get me wrong, this was a kind of rough prep because these movies are kind of long. They are kind of long, and it's been a rough, oh my God. rough work week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Trying to get these in right before work mm-hmm. or after work. Because it's been rough, it's been rough. But anyway, back to what I was saying. Yeah, um, all his movies play with class. Oh, for sure. So, like the way a the, the system treats those less fortunate, and I fucking love that so much mm-hmm. because he's like, people should be cared about, not treated like fucking animals because that's what they do yeah they drop the fucking elephant off the fucking cliff and just mm-hmm. so like oh, you can feed on this fucking elephant yeah there you go here's here's the scraps of this dead animal and like it plays Ugh. into phoenix as well like because when they like you know as you said like you know going after his mother who's yeah. about to die to beg her not to do it right? yeah then he's begging the elephant not to die yeah like phoenix is this loving caring person yeah who clearly loves and cares about people mm-hmm. you know but he's forced to be like this like outcast by his parents. Yeah. You know, he wants to be with the little mime girl and play mm-hmm. and be a normal kid, but he can't because his parents are these weirdos, you yeah. know, like and the carnies. Like, yeah. Yeah. And, and it like, it's so funny because like, we're talking about this movie as though it's just a drama and not the fact that it has some of the nastiest fucking killings in the any of Jodorowsky's movies. Dude, yeah. <laughs> we'll touch on that for a second here because like, because this movie, like, it is one of, again, one of my fucking favorites of all time. But, oh my God, the, the kills are fucking nasty. Brutal. Like, people get brutalized in this fucking yeah. movie. Like I said, very Argento-esque. Almost Fulci-esque at times, too. Yes. Like, people are getting eviscerated. That's another, Fulci's another guy where every kill is like, God Damn. Yeah, it just he's just so much more ex- ex- exuberant. Yeah, he's extravagant. Yeah, and, and his execution of it. So you're like, let's go. You know, <laughs> yeah. like, yeah. I will say Argento does a little bit of that too. A little with, bit, yeah, like yeah. especially. I, I, I but you can't compare the gore oh, aspect. No. Like Fulci's far more in the he's visceral aspect of it. I'd say Argento's more blood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Fulci's guts. Yeah, exactly. So, but just as artistic, if not better. Hot take, just saying. Woo. Love Argento. Think yeah. he's an absolute master, but Fulci. <laughs> <laughs> Thing is, I fucking love Fulci. Fulci's one of my all-time favorite directors, and so is Argento. Mm. And of course, Jodorowsky. I yeah. feel like he was definitely inspired by yeah, Jalo. Sure. And- yeah, yeah. Because the movie plays like the kills and stuff play like a giallo. Yes, though there's not a lot of mystery. No, but that kind of leads into the aspect what people a lot of people describe this movie is is a psycho or acid slasher. Yeah, for sure. Because it still has these fucking weird surreal moments. Like there's a moment it's it's surreal and it's fucking bizarre, but it also has such an impact because there's a scene where. Um, Phoenix is trying he's trying to sleep and he's having a nightmare and he sees himself as the elephant like bleeding out of the fucking nose nose. yeah such an iconic scene oh my god it's so good Mm -hmm. and that it just has this whole impact of like oh the elephant was dying my morality is dying and it's it's interesting too because it's like when you're watching the film you know who as the viewer you know who the killer is yes but Phoenix is trying his best not to yeah, if that makes sense. He's trying his best not to... He, too, knows who the killer is. It's yeah. so obvious. If you're watching this film, even as describing the plot, you know who the killer is. Yeah. But Phoenix is doing his best to be like, 
I don't want it to be that person. Exactly. Because <laughs> he just doesn't, he just cares too much. Man. And ultimately, at the end of the day, if it's her, it's him. Yeah. And, like, I'm not, not going to spoil this one. Because this one, like, when you first watch it, you're like, oh, wait, what? Yeah. What the fuck? Okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But when you watch it a second time, it makes all the, the sense, sense in the yep. fucking world. And it's heartbreaking. It is so heartbreaking. The ending of this movie is a gut punch and a half. And and the, the, the use of the music, that Adios Mujer song yeah. that they use for the credit, like, as the credits begin to roll. Dude. Oh, it's just, I'm getting chills. Like, yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah. I fucking adore this movie, man. Yeah. Like, genuinely, I think this is one of the greatest movies ever made. The yeah. way a lot of people feel about Holy Mountain, again, love Holy Mountain. Mm-hmm. Not me shitting on Holy Mountain at all. Love it. Ugh. Chef's kiss. This is how I feel about Santa Sangre. Yeah. Like, I. this is a movie that I'm like, if you have never seen Santa Sangre, you've got to. You have to watch it yeah. now. Stop what you're doing. Turn this podcast off. Listen, we'll go watch Santa Sangre. Yeah. It is just one of the greatest movies ever made. It absolutely is. Um, it's, it's definitely a movie like... Again, it's like if you go through like my letterbox or something like that, you'll see a lot of fives, and some of them like more justified than others. Yeah, definitely <laughs> for sure. I get that. I got that too. But this movie is a movie when you wa- first watch it that you may not be sold on a five, but I feel like once you watch it multiple times, it definitely will because it's a grower. Yeah. It's like it's a movie that touches me in a weird way. Yeah, me too. You know what I mean? Where it's like it shouldn't because it's it, at the end of the day it is a brutal horror film. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. It's so emotional and just like the message behind it and like what it like the way it unfolds like gives me such like emotions. Yeah, that I could honestly like like I could feel like at the end of the film I could cry almost. Yeah, me too. You know, <laughs> for both reasons, one just how beautiful the movie was, and one because of how tragic. It's, it's it tragic. Was. Yeah. But yeah. I don't know. I don't know what else to say about Santa Sangre other than. Yeah, go um, watch it. Can- cancel me if you will. <laughs> cancel him. Yeah, cancel me if you will. But this movie also has moments that are fucking so relatable. Oh, for sure. It's like, again, the character of Phoenix cares so much about people, mm-hmm. but through his own obsession. Yep. And all you know, all the things that play into the story that I'm not going to say. Not going to spoil it. Yeah. Yeah. Eventually, you you just have to let go. Yeah. Got to let go. This is a movie I needed to watch <laughs> as of recently. Uh, I'm not going to state why, mm. but I definitely needed to watch this movie, and I'm glad I fucking did. Yeah. It's, it's a wonderful fucking movie, yeah. man. Yeah. Oh. And, like, one last thing I'll say on it before we yeah. move on to shout-outs and all that. Um, I think it's a movie that you can see the impact on Mexican horror for years to come. Oh, God, yeah. Where it's like... Jodorowsky's films are inspirational and I'm mm-hmm. sure, you know, inspired a generation of, you know, filmmakers, not just Hispanic, but specifically in Mexican horror, guys like Alex de Iglesia oh my God. and Guillermo del Toro, you can see the hand that Santa Sangre had on those filmmakers. Oh my God. You know, especially Al- Alex de Iglesia. Dude, Alex de Iglesia, he read the book of yep. Jodorowsky. He for sure did. To make the art he did. Yep. You can see direct correlations from Jodorowsky's work. Yeah, Last Circus completely is like... That's very, a love letter to Santa Sangre. Very much so. <laughs> I'm... Who oh God. Um, yeah, Alex de la Iglesia, like... You can see correlations from this to, like, Day of the Beast. Oh, for sure. You can see all the shit yeah, all man. point back to Yodorowsky. Yeah. It's one. It's an amazing movie. It really is. 
I think it, I, I, it wouldn't be hard pressed for me to say it's in the top five films we've ever talked about. Yeah. You know, oh, like yeah. we've talked about some absolute classics. Yes. It's not hard pressed for me to say, for me personally, it's in the top five we've ever discussed. Yeah. You know, I, uh, this is an episode that on paper, like because of like movie length and trying to fit it into a schedule was like, oh fuck. Yeah, damn. Yeah. Oh, I'm looking forward to the next one because it's a lot shorter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But. Man, I'm so glad we did Yodoro's. Oh yeah, and like there's a reason people want to talk about us talk about him. Yeah, he's amazing. Yeah, he, yeah he's, <laughs> he's amazing. amazing. He's one of the most amazing filmmakers ever. He he's he's amazing, and I guess people just wanted to, to hear us. Fucking, he's just, an artist. He's a true auteur. He was a visionary. Yeah, he he still. Do we have a question about somebody asking? Oh, it was on another post, and I think we'll ask it right now. Oh, okay, sorry, because I almost forgot to that this was on a different. Uh, on the actual post itself. Yeah. But I think it's a great way to end the uh, episode, actually. Space yeah. Goes Andy. Yes. Going to post my question early. Do you think we'll get another Jodorowsky film before he dies, or has he officially retired? And I think... I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, like, I have not seen his other movies besides these, but I certainly hope he has one more in him. Yeah. Because, like, the impact these movies have on me cannot be stated. Yeah. For sure. Because it's like I like it's like I watched all these within a year ago, mm-hmm. and I can watch them all again. And it's almost like watching them the first time again. Yes, like they're it, so in, like they're so vast, and, yeah, and deep that it's like you can watch them so many times before you fully get everything. It's like when uh, it's like when I first watched both El Topo and Santa Sangre, I can't sit here and say I understood everything fully mm-hmm. at the time. But when I watched them, the, the, you know, this time around, man. These movies hit you like a ton of fucking bricks. Yeah. And, man, I just fucking, I love this man. I love Jodorowsky, dude. Oh. Even if he's a weird spiritual healer guy now. It mm. don't matter. He's still Jodorowsky to me. Yes. But on Space Ghost Andy's question, um, has he officially retired? I mean, the man is like 90-something, I think. Yeah. Or pushing 90. He's pretty old. He's, he's held up fucking amazing. Oh, yeah. Like, you watch any modern interviews with him, he still looks insane. He still he looks great. Maybe he's on to something. He could be. <laughs> maybe he is. You know, he's, he looks like he's in his early 60s at best. Yeah. Um, But, you know, so I can't sit here and say that he's probably got another one in him because I think he's just maybe just a bit too old. And maybe. Filmmaking is a bit too physical of a thing for someone his age. Yeah. But if he is done, then I think his legacy is still completely cemented and will go down as one of the best ever yeah <laughs> so what's well, like yeah. i've seen people i'm you know friends with on like letterbox talk about his other movies that i haven't seen yet and i don't think you have either Mm-mm. and they all fucking love them too so yeah. it's just like i'm sure these are gonna be great as well yep so the but, man uh, the man's a fucking amazing he, he's he's an artist yep that's it Jodorowsky. Wonderful. So, What's next? Something completely different. We're going from high art to high trash. Yeah, we're going from li- <laughs> literal, like, peak of, like, s- like art cinema. Yeah. To the sleaziest to the shit. gutters of Japan. Yep. <laughs> we're doing the Entrails trilogy. Yes. Entrails of a Virgin, Entrails of a Beautiful Woman, and uh, was it Rusted Guts? Rusted Guts. Yeah, Whew. that's gonna be fun. Yeah, it's gonna those be, movies are wild. <laughs> I have not, I have never seen any of them. Our uh, our recorder is the battery is dying, so let's get some quick shout outs before okay. it's over. Uh, the usual severed cinema, the Bible of the underground, Jonathan Doe, Spooky Sally Lloyd, Herschel Gillis, fuck your life, fuck your life, <laughs> uh, Joe Bones podcast, fuck your life, uh, 
Quality violent cinema. Fuck you, laugh. Box creep films. Fuck you, laugh. <laughs> Dead Vision Productions. They're dropping some fucking cool shit. Dude. Swabby and Saw Mill Massacre. Fucked. Dude, it's so fun. Like, oh my God. I almost wish it wasn't limited. I know, right? I want it for I myself. Want, I want more people to see that movie. It fucks. It's so good. Yes. Uh, like I said, Quality Cinema. Bones and Bruise when it comes back. Pure Link Granny Gangrene. Yeah, Psychonaut. Uh, it's like Psychonaut, yes. Oh my god, there's so many people. So many people. So many great underground people. There, there's so many people we, we love in the underground and have been so kind to us. I want to shout one out real quick that oh, yeah. I just started listening to. Uh, Show Me Something Wrong podcast. Okay. Really fun, really good uh, guy. The director of uh, Difficulty Breathing May is uh, one of the hosts. Fucking awesome. Yeah. I think the other one is actually the director of Cat Sick Blues. Not sure. <laughs> Don't quote him. Don't quote him, but if it is, how cool is that? <laughs> um... And one more thing to state is uh, Stick on Cinema and Banana Box. Ah, yeah, yeah. There's going to be some some shit happening soon. Yep. Some cool shit. Some really cool shit. I know we promised the merch drop, but Um, since this episode was kind of late, we will announce that soon. Trust us. It is coming. Yes. There's actually a picture floating around on uh, some stories right now that prove that it is coming. (laughs) Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Oh. Uh, someone posted a picture of their fanzine and they had a last little, maybe a little mm. button or something. Oh, really? Yeah, it exists. I promise it does. Oh, I mean, it's sitting over here. Yeah. It's coming. Yeah, we bought our own merch. <laughs> we had to. Yeah, we had to. That's the way we're doing it. But that's beside yeah, the yeah, point. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyone who is anyone in the underground, as long as they're awesome, you follow them. Yeah. Because there's so many fucking cool people who are doing cool shit in the underground and you need to go support them. Yeah. Uh, long live the underground. Long, long live horror exploitation cinema all that fucking shit yeah but anyways i'm starving i haven't ate today oh my god this is probably going up later than i thought it was going to i thought it was gonna go up tonight it's probably going up in the morning oh no but it's okay all right because i'm john i'm matt and you've been listening to the podcast dedicated to the dark side of film sick on cinema 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 i wish i could stop farting (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Shit yourself over here, bro? <laughs> yeah.